Jay, my new film is a mix of action and comedy. It's called McBain. Let's get silly. Did you ever notice how men always leave the toilet seat up? That's the joke. You suck, McBain! <laughs> now, my Woody Allen impression. I'm a neurotic nerd who likes to sleep with little girls. Hey, that really sucked! <clears throat> the film is just me in front of a brick wall for an hour and a half. It cost $80 million. How do you sleep at night? On top of a pile of money with many beautiful ladies. Just asking. Yeesh! Golden Globies, welcome back. You had fun last week with just a short little tippy tap, and this week we're bringing you the action. We're bringing you the fun because war is fun. That's what they tell me. That's what they. Huh! War! What is it good for? Fun. Fun! Look at America. We're well, have... When you don't have to live in the country, you just get to come in, do your thing, and leave. Yes. It is fun. Like we do the we do the Monday morning country quarterbacking where we say your country's so we fucked up. Spread freedom. That's right. We know how to do this right. We're gonna be, bring democracy right down your throat, and it's not even gonna take a whole military unit. Even though we spend so much on our defense budget, we just have to send five well, fucking. They had to dudes. spend ten million dollars. Yeah. But they only needed five guys. But it was. Do you notice it? Didn't you need come five out, guys for revolution and a great hamburger. It didn't. <laughs> It didn't come out of the taxpayer's pocket, though. True. It came out of those disgusting drug dealers who don't pay taxes. That's right. Ergo, they deserve to die. So this is a libertarian's dream. Cause they... this, I don't know what the theme. This, this, the, the plot was all over the place, the theme of it. Yeah. Like, I, sometimes I got like America, love it or leave it vibe. And then sometimes I got like some about the hardships about America. I believe the actor's name is Jesus Guzman. Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. He has a very interesting scene in the movie, and I was like, what the fuck just happened in this movie? What is this? It makes you think sometimes. Well, at least somebody was. I mean, Christopher sleepwalking through this movie. Uh, he's, clear, he's clearly collecting a paycheck. But yeah. what, do you, what do you do when you're like, all right, you're going to be playing alongside Steve James and Michael Ironside. You kind of just raise the white flag of defeat. You're like, all right, I'll be there. I'm not going to bring anything to the table because it's going to get swallowed up by the charisma of those two guys. I fucking... I, I'm realizing now how fun it is to watch a movie with an actor that draws the eye after we watch John Week, where no one was drawing our eye. We were just like, yeah, action's happening. C-plus movie, great. But no one draws your eye. Whereas this movie, Christopher Walken is taking a backseat. So, you know, not only did not draw my eye, it diverted my eye. My eyes were being pushed... Away from the, the screen when I was watching John Wick. <laughs> you were like, I want to slow things down. The What's going on? The puppy kind of drew my attention because who doesn't love a puppy? Yeah. And then as soon as he gets neck snapped, I was just like, oh. I'm checking out. I'm going to yeah. pet my dog. I'm going to watch paint dry. Just yeah. anything else. But this movie, it's like... If you're if you're into the walking, you you got some scenes with him. He talks. <laughs> you got some scenes. He talks. He does he was, some acting. He was clear. Can you imagine? Just imagine this, because we got the powerhouses of Ironside and James Wingshauser playing McBain. Yeah, that would be explosive, dude. I want that. Because so we know what happens when Wingshauser is in a movie. He thinks it's a pile of shit. He starts making shit up and doing his thing, <laughs> a la. 
Kitevin. You don't even realize the segue you just made. Because I alluded earlier to a movie I have to bring up because one Kayla had to watch a certain movie. Kitevin? Kitevin. She popped her Kitevin cherry. Wow, I... I'm always envious of anyone who hasn't seen it just to experience it again. Did you get to get some like, some shrapnel of enjoyment off seeing it through her eyes? You know, it was all enjoyment. It was like she was like, "What am I watching at first? But then the minute that first love scene happens, she's like, "I get your show now. I get the speeds and scale." This is amazing. And then she wouldn't look at me for a while after that because once you see John the Hart. All clad in leather. All clad in leather. Fireplaces galore. She was like, I didn't know ice cubes could be used in such a manner. Wow, she needs to get around. Gotta get around. That's what I told her. But then First again. First thing, that's like sex 101 for me. Ice cubes. That was sex 101 for many you? many uses. Man, what other uh, modern day conveniences have you incorporated <laughs> into sexual uh, interactions? Uh, no, Griff. Not you, might have, you might be coming off vacation. I'm not, so I'm tired. <laughs> but technically, if you're unemployed, is it a vacation or is it just living your life still? Oh, God, it's very much. I mean, you're in a very glamorous place. Very glamorous. The old Columbus, Ohio. And the, the Columbus. Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize there was another state. That was as humid and hot as Michigan. I thought that was special to us because of the lakes and everything. No, he's talking about Florida's the worst. Well, yeah, oceans. It's surrounded by oceans. One. So I thought you had to be surrounded by water to get our soup, super humidity rates. Soupy. Soupy humidity sales. rates. So we spent, uh, you know, we, we went out and did some Hocking Hills trips and everything. And What? Hocking Hills. What does that mean? Uh, it's just like... A uh, big natural park or, or uh, protected park and all that. Fucking so. white people. They love hiking. I do love hiking. That's why I'm urban, as, we, as you guys already know. I ain't going to fucking hike. Mar- Murray likes walking his dog around the block, letting yeah. it shit wherever it uh, wants, uh, punching that's neighborhood that's dogs. Not, not true. <laughs> I don't let her shit on the sidewalk. Okay. But anywhere else is fine. But no, even... I have some class enough to not, and I've seen it. Yeah, people with their dogs. You know, people are walking on the sidewalk. People aren't walking on the grass. They are get off the grass, get on the sidewalk. Yeah, you drink bullets. You're very classy. Yeah, it was amazing because it's been so long since I've seen Katevin to go back to that topic. Yeah, Ohio was. That's you just want to what forget about What is there to it? talk about Ohio? Okay. Why were you there? I don't. Even, this is how close me and Griff are. I have no idea why he was there. I don't know anything <laughs> about it. I don't know who we went with. My mom's jealous because my brother has three kids, her grandkids, and whoa, careful. And uh, my brother started doing family vacations with my sister-in-law's family. So how is she trying to punish your brother by making you go to Columbus? Yes. What's in Columbus? Uh, my aunt- is King's Island in Columbus? It's an amusement park. Oh, I don't know. It's in. I know it's in. It might be Cincinnati. It's in the southern part. Of I Ohio. think it's Cincinnati because yeah. I don't think it was there. Uh so she got jealous and she was like, "Well, our family's got to go on vacation." So we did one last year where we just went to West Side of Michigan and we all stayed in like an Airbnb situation. So you can blame Griff's mom on ruining the feng shui of our show. That's right. Because it's is, been we, two we weeks. Got, we got a little ring rust on. It's it, been so. two weeks since we talked. Listen to this opener. We're just rambling. Yeah, we're like, usually yeah, so focused, so concise, so but, concise, uh, so much wisdom. But no, no wisdom today. Um. 
So yeah, we did Hocking Hills, which was fun. I like that. But it was super sweaty and hot, so you know that sucked. Uh, I got punched in the dick by my nephew like 45 times because he's five and he thinks that's great. Uh, he is obsessed with violent video games, as kids should be. As we all are at that age. Right. Um, Does he draw we, swastikas and everything? No, he's not that kind of kid oh, yet. God. Hopefully, never will be. We went to... God, Murray, when's the last time you went to a buffet? American buffet. Oh, my God. It's been a long time. Do you remember it being a pleasant experience? I had an aunt that loved Old Country Buffet. So she made me go there one time with her. It was not... I mean, yeah, no. I, I, don't know, I like the idea, I guess. The idea but, is fine. But... When you see it in person, you're like, people are coughing on this shit and yeah. blowing their nose. Or that. Yeah, I don't want Closest I, thing would have been the last time I was at Mongolian Barbecue. Yeah, that that is that is adjacent to it because yeah. it's very close. It's, I can't. Yeah, it would, it's probably been almost thirty years since I've yeah. been there. Even Mongolian Barbecue, I haven't done it forever. They're the one near us close, so yeah, I've been there. For <laughs> years. I think they all closed. Did they? Yeah, they were hot. For a minute there. Yes. I think because he started like Ann Arbor. Yeah. And I think they went inter- not international, but uh, countrywide, didn't they? I think they did. It's like borders too much too soon. Yeah. Another Ann Arbor business. That's right. So I would say you can get a pizza buffet. Those are probably fine. Not CeCe's Pizza, though. That shit sucked. Uh, and then I went to an Indian buffet when I was in uh, Las Vegas, and that was actually really good. I don't it, like Indian food. But... I love it. Um, so the thing I noticed about going to an American buffet, though, is the shapes. People have the weirdest shapes that go to buffets. Just at buffets? I notice that everywhere I go in, it, in America. It's where they meet up, though. It's the their way, fan before fest. before we get done with this, speaking of shapes, we can talk about what's going on with Lizzo. Oh, no. She's got a shape. Canceled. Go on. <laughs> I like how you tease everybody. We're going to talk about Lizzo. You didn't hear about Lizzo? It's the biggest news. No, I know. I've heard of it. I don't know anything more than just sexual harassing people. Yeah, banana fellatio. Banana fellatio, really? Yeah, that's some weird shit. Finally, I was on to her. I knew. I think that fat positive shit. There's something hidden. Something hidden on her there. there. Roll her in some flour. Find it. (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) Roll her in flour. What does that do? The fat chick jokes. I'm not going to go into because I don't want to offend our one female listener. But all right, go Hocking Hill, Hockenberry Hills. Is it named after that former lion or former tight end? Yes, Andy Hocking. Hockenberry. What what was his name? Hockenberry. Okay. I I apologize. Like I said, we have ring rust. (laughs) We've been out of the game for two weeks. It's amazing how you just lose your podcast muscle. It goes limp. <laughs> it goes limp. Okay, so you see a lot of fat people, which is, makes sense at a buffet. Yeah. So that this weekend, it was it was just like going to the f- and the meat. Every Did you know you that on in West Coast buffets they have signs that says no dogs, no Samoans. I did not because Samoans this is not a joke. Because my sister told me this, <laughs> Samoans can pack it in. They're very big people, you know, and they're like. Like Chinese, like Asian buffets, they're like, no, you can't come because you're gonna eat the entire thing. Because you know, they're just, they have a hard, they're a hearty folk. <laughs> like that. Uh, so it was a, a terrible. Back me ex- up, uh, but I'm sure in Oregon it's the same situation. 
I don't know if this is the Simone population. <laughs> you know what I haven't tried is strip club buffets. Maybe those are good. Oh, I would never <laughs> eat at a strip club. There's bodily fluids flying <laughs> everywhere. No. Um, I Okay. Who I'm, eats at a strip club? People who are hungry and also want to be entertained. Well, maybe know. maybe some people get really I'd hungry. Brown when bag they get I would just have like a PB and J. Fucking feeling a Clementine at the fucking table, like yeah. Some of those little uh, uh, the Dutch cheese, what are those called, the baby yeah. bells, whatever. Yeah, baby bells. That, yeah, that's some a, of those little Gouda wheels. <laughs> <laughs> you want a fucking uh, a lady in the tramp this with me? I'll give you a dollar. Put in your ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Let's see if this will ride down your back, off your ass crack, into my mouth. If Let's she do can it. Do that. She get a tip. That's right. Ten bucks. That's worth ten bucks. I want that. Oliver's probably seen that. And she's like, guys, come yeah. on! You don't even know this shit these girls can do. They can. <laughs> we don't. They can leak into a loop de loop and throw the cheese wheel around the loop and into the mouth. Amazing. That'd be another ten dollar tip. Oh, so. Buffet food, awful. Still awful. Never go do that. Just have a little more self-respect for yourself. Don't go to it. Um, and then what? my trip ended with a trip to... I went to Cracker... A trip on a trip. A trip on a trip. I went to Cracker Barrel with my brother and his family. I've never been to one of those. I've well, heard horror stories. It's fucking awful. I got to tell you, I was not excited about Did it. Did you get a chicken fried steak? No. Okay. I thought maybe the chicken pot pie would be safe. It's a chicken place. You know, they do fried chicken there. So I thought that would be a safe option to get a chicken thing. So I got a chicken pot pie and I start biting into some of the pieces of chicken. And it's like you get out of shitty cans of soup, like that awful chicken in there. Mm -hmm. It was that. I don't like chicken pot pie. What's wrong with that? Too much crust. Yeah, you don't like that crust. Yeah. What if it's just the top layer? I'd be more acceptable. My mom made one once where it was like she used the uh, dough from like a croissant type dough on it. That was good. That's good. But I, I'm not a big crust guy. This was a very flaky one. So that's okay. I like that. Right. Not a dense, just like dough. Yeah, dry like, yeah. yeah. This was a really nice light just, one. My, my dog usually gets those. Yeah. I'm like here, eat the shit. I don't want it. So that that fucking sucked. Don't go to Cracker Barrel. So you had an awful time with your family, as usual. I'm just nodding in approval. I'm not saying I didn't like it or hate it. I'm just nodding in approval. Disapproval? I'm nodding. Well, what'll lift your spirits, Grift, is McBain. I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. It had a, it, it was the most canon, non-canon movie we've done in a while. We haven't done a canon movie in a while because, we, frankly, we've done all the best ones already anyway. You mentioned this is a Glickenhaus production? Glickenhaus, who uh, Griff didn't know this. We've, this is our fourth. He's only done like eight movies, and we've done like four of them. And Glickenhaus Productions have done, has been uh, on canon, hasn't it? Or to yes, pick one them of up them after. Ex- well, yeah, they might have just distributed Exterminator 2, but okay. that is a canon film. Yeah, Exterminator 1, Exterminator 2, and The Soldier, which we all star, well, except for part Exterminator 2, because unfortunately James, uh, Steve James died in Exterminator 1, so you can't bring him back, but he yeah. was in The Soldier, he was in Exterminator 1. I was, when I was watching this, because it had a decent budget, it was like, it was your basic uh, canon movie budget. It wasn't like, you know, they're blowing a lot of shit up. I was going to say, they have enough money to blow shit blow up. Blow a village up. Yeah. 
And so I'm like going, wow, just think if, if the budget was a little smaller, we'd have fucking Ginty as McBain. I know it because James uh, Glickenhaus loves Ginty. Yeah. Used him in fucking Exterminator. Right. So thank God we got the, the rich man's fucking Ginty. Christopher Walken. That's, I mean, obviously you want Walken over Ginty, but if yeah. it Ginty came Even if in, he's just sleepwalking through the performance, I'd rather take... Yeah. Him. He's still doing something more interesting than anything Ginty could Can come you up imagine with. Ginty in a scene we'll get to eventually uh, where he puts on an accent to talk to the banker guy? Could you imagine Ginty? I could Ginty? imagine trying, not hey, succeeding. Guy, we're going to get you. Swiss bank account. Munich. 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 No, I couldn't. I'm I'm grateful, forever grateful, that he did not cast Robert Ginty because it would have killed my enjoyment of Michael Ironside and Steve James. God damn. Michael Ironside looks so fucking good in this movie with that greasy ponytail. <laughs> fucking, yeah, he had the skullet going on. Oh, But it fit his character. He's like supposed to be an arms dealer or something. I, that's what I imagine an arms dealer looks like. Yeah. Greasy fucking... Baby Nanchin. Right. Picasso's oversized, like, uh, I forget the shirts, Bomb- Tommy Bahama shirts and shit. Yeah. Sitting, looking at the ocean. I lo- Walken's good because he has authority in his voice. He's got a stern look in his eye. Ginty could never have done that. Ginty can't do anything. I don't know how he had a career. Ginty can uh, make you hate life. Yeah. I mean, he's, all, he's associated with negative things. He can make you hate incest even more. I didn't know you could hate it anymore, but yeah, you're right. He does a good job of making me be like, man, we should really burn and murder these people. Yeah. But yeah, this movie, the theme is all over the place. I don't know if they're pro-communism, anti-communism, pro-capitalism. They're they're pro-freedom. You know that (laughs) much. Yeah, you're not supposed to think outside of pro-freedom, and America delivers as long as we give the right guys the right arms. As long as you let us put our guys in charge. We'll deliver you freedom. Right. Except the time that Santos did it on his own. And they're like, wait, what? How? That's not possible. Well, he didn't ask for permission from us. That's right. That's why we left him high and dry. There's good lessons in here about the CIA as well. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. That's it. That's the lesson. <laughs> uh, it's fun, though, because like we're, we're used to seeing modern movies where it's like, the old troll, once you learn how to ride a bike, you never forget. But our guys actually have to read manuals. They to, yeah, they got ring rust, too. They got to bone up on the latest technology. Like we take are going a, by 70s technology. This is 18 years later. Yeah, 18 years later. And they're all, like, trying to play catch-up. It's great. They look like real human beings. I don't know why they're fighting a war in Dockers and shit, but hey, who cares? Because you're middle-aged men. I'm just so excited to see one where it's not super stylized. They're not in like full-on tactical gear and shit. They're just uh, wore whatever they came in. Except, yeah, yeah well, we know Steve James takes. He's wearing a similar outfit to a very huge episode of ours, our very first episode, which we'll get to when we get to that scene. Oh, I'm intrigued. Um, should we just stop rambling and get to the trailer so we can get sink our teeth into this freedom? Yeah, we're gonna have to listen back to this, take some notes on how like where we need to be more effective in the second half too. Okay. Well, people, here's a trailer for a really poorly named movie. I don't know why this this would work if it was a it was a story about a guy cleaning up his neighborhood, McBain, McBain, or the Simpsons guy. 
Yeah, they according to IMDb QRS, uh, they stopped. They started calling him Rainier Wolfcastle yeah, so instead of McBain to not be touched by this movie at all. Really? Yeah. So interesting. Cause, cause it, they came out roughly the same time, so it makes sense. Yeah, Simpsons was on its like fourth season when it was starting to hit that stride. Yeah, so they didn't. They, we don't want to taint ourselves with this movie. It's Glickenhauser yeah. shit. McBain. Glickenhauser is my favorite TV show about a teenage doctor. <laughs> Doogie Glickenhauser. <laughs> Doogie Glickenhauser. I used to. All watch right, that as let's a kid. watch the trailer for this poorly named uh, movie, but not such a bad movie after all, because we got some Ironside, we got some James, we got a little walking. Even though he's he's barely awake, he still classes the place up. Who's your least favorite out of the group? Gil. Gil. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say three, two, one, Gil, but yeah, it's Gil. Well, I, it was a tie between him and Carl Dalton, but he had some sweet fashion things we're gonna get into as well. So he. It upped him over Gil. Which one was Dalton? Doctor. Oh, Doc. I just put Doctor Carl. in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, enough rambling. Let's get to this trailer from McBain right now. for the common defense. Does this rebel army have any money? It's not enough. It is the right of the people to promote the general welfare. This is our annual fundraising drive, and we would like you to contribute $10 million. It is the right of the people to rise up. was a trailer i'm trying to bring the energy up we don't know what to do with ourselves week off it's too long three days most then we got to get back to recording keep yeah. those juices creativity juices flowing yeah we're a mess right now we're all over we're the place blow our wad all over your face let's blow a wad all over pole manu valley south vietnam i i looked this up and I don't know. I guess according to Jim Glickenhammer Schmidt, uh, the, that's my the name war, too. The Vietnam War ended in '73 when it really ended in '75. So I don't know what. I don't even. I'm already like I don't know who to trust. They're just pulling out of Pole Manu Valley. 
even though but they they're just, like war's over. I know. I, I was gonna say, even like, though no, they keep two more years because it, it ended with the fall of Saigon in '75. We saw that in uh, I think the Mission Missing in Action movie. Oh, or maybe it's the I think it's the second one we haven't done yet. Yeah, yeah. this is the way you build up. A movie, though. This first scene is excellent. You got these guys excited. They're going to be pulled out of the war. We got a horrible, like, ballad playing, which maybe that'll be our opener. I don't know. And it didn't fit the tone at all. It was like some woman singing some folk song. You know, so, yeah, that's right. Somebody did put together all the Make a Bane scenes from The Simpsons, and it's like a minute and a half or two minutes. I might just put that as the opener. Make Bane. Do whatever you want. <laughs> so yeah, these tanks are strolling up to this. It's like a treehouse. Yeah, the treehouse. They're having fun. Again, like, once again, war, war is-, is fun. Yeah, so they built a treehouse, and the guy's like, "What the fuck is going on here? We could have killed you guys." And then Steve James just pops up. He's got a little hammock up in a tree. He's got heavy machine gun. Uh, excuse me. I could have shot you right now, Major. God damn it, Eastland. Right. Got that, me again. It's like the perfect game of Uno. You throw down the reversal, and then bam, double reversal. He's like, well, don't worry about it, because your time is done, boys. War over. Well, uh, not officially. I claim the war is yeah, over. Yeah. Like you said, 73, not the year it ended. But number one, America won yet again. Every battle. We didn't just win the war. We won the battles. So we get. this is where we get our boys. We got... Eastland, played by Steve James. Yes. Who's just there for the muscle and shooting machine gun, looking badass doing it. Literally there to be a just statuesque, beautiful black man. We got Michael Ironside. What's his name? Frank? Frank? Burn? Uh, Burn? Was it Burn? I don't know. What it oh, was. I forget. I wrote it in there somewhere when we meet him later. Frank D. something. Is Frank Dalton? No, it wasn't Dalton. Got a beautiful Seagal wig on, complete with ponytail. Yep. And he's the demolition guy. Then he, we He's computers in demolition. Then we got well, satellite receivers. We don't know how well he knows computers. Well, he just kept talking about software. So he was that's... just carrying a floppy disk. Where everyone had. <laughs> it was 91, 18 years later. Uh, his cell we phone got was amazing. Gil, who I was like, I know this fucker from something. And then I saw him put on some shades. And then I went, that's Windows from The Thing. Oh, nice. He had a beard in that movie. He also was one of the Warriors, too. Frank Bruce. Frank Bruce. He was also one of the Warriors. Oh, okay. Gil. Gil was, yes. And then we just had some bald guy... Uh, Dr. Carl Dalton, bald-headed geek. So that and and we had their leader Roberto Santos. Roberto Santos. So we're like, where the fuck's McBain? I mean, Bruno had some sweet makeup he, on. He though. had fucking Ultimate Warrior makeup. Yes, on. he did. He, he went full native. Yeah. And so we're like, where's McBain? Where's Walken? Like, I thought he would be their leader, right? Exactly. Boys are heading out on their chopper. They're just laughing it up, man. We. By the way, we didn't even mention this. As they're taking off in their chopper, you got villagers, you know, Vietnamese villagers. Hand out. And Roberto. This is what communism teaches you people. You don't fucking work for it. You just put your hand out. You're like, don't teach me to fish. Give me a fish. Give me a fish. So he's he's got a wad of hundreds, and he just one right. for you? Yeah, who knew one that? One for we were, you? I, think, I mean, people say, like, all our money goes to, like, the arms dealer guys are defense are yeah black loaded Fox. fucking defense budget yeah. no it's going to our boys our heroes that's right because he, we didn't see it because he has a wad of hundred dollar bills right 
So I'm like, yeah, I was, you know, thank you for your service. The guys have t- waited so long for him to hand out hundreds that they're like, I know you want to give all your hundreds away, but we got to get on the on the chopper. We got to get out of here. Yeah, war's over. Let's get the fuck out of here. It's like the last day of school. School's out for right. summer. War's out forever. So, the- do you fight you like your rival? Because remember that was the whole thing. Like last day of school, your ass is mine. Oh yeah. Who would the rival have been, Chief? Commander? I'm assuming North Vietnamese, but I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it might have been them. Which was... <sighs> oh, I'll hold it for later. <laughs> so they're flying away, and then Eagle-Eyed Santos knows, like, hey, there's a POW camp there. Yeah, they get shot at, and they're like, who yeah. cares? War's over. <laughs> We're leaving. He just didn't that get That guy the- doesn't know. He didn't get the memo. Yeah, he didn't get the memo. And then they, like, one guy goes, is that a fucking Thunderdome down there? Yeah. Well, and let's check it out. Fucking Ironside's like, fuck this shit. They're on their own. I don't, and, like, and then Santos is like, no. Every, no, leave no soldier behind. This chopper is a democracy. Very much like the greatest country on earth. America is a democracy. Let's take a vote. All the hands go up. And Frank's like, well. My hand's going up, too. I'm not bailing on you guys. If that, if you're all in, I'm in. Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers, starring Ron Livingston. So he's like, drop us a couple clicks. That's what they say in the wartime, Griff. Clicks. They don't clicks. say kilometers. They clicks. clicks. And we'll take care of it. Just the five of us. Is that with a Q or like? No, with a hard K. With a hard K. I, I like a soft K. And so now we're, we're at the fucking POW Thunderdome. And it is. There's like a bamboo Thunderdome literally right. built there. Just like the scene out of the Thunderdome. You got people climbing on the on top of it. You got a midget riding in the back of a Ooh. giant. You got fucking like punji sticks everywhere. You have these water traps where it's, you know, bamboo grates. It's like, are they shark fishing or something? No, that they do water traps in there. It's hell. Or fun. For some. Because we see our man. We finally get to see Christopher sleepwalking, being dragged in with some more POWs. They got the pajamas on, so we know they're POWs. That's right. They're getting, a couple are getting thrown. There's a there's pits right next to the Thunderdome. I guess they keep them close to the Thunderdome in case, you know, they don't get a good match. They need to throw a prelim match in there. Of Dark course. match. Of course. So these they, people need entertainment, so too. So these guys get thrown. Yeah, you got to you gotta. Life throws you lemonade. Lemons got to make lemonade. <laughs> I I love this because we most of uh, Vietnamese soldiers are wearing like just rags, and then you have a general in here. I don't know what his rank was. Obviously, he had to be a general, but he's in a full uniform, and I love this because he's like, "Get me my soldier," and we pull in McBain. Right, because he, he obviously is the leader. Yeah. He was an actual born leader. He was a lieutenant, apparently. That's what he says later, Lieutenant McBain. It's not that high. It's an officer, but it's not that high. So the the Vietnamese general recognizes McBain's, you know, just greatness. And so he's like, well, we can't just put him up against any jobber. We got to put him up with our best. Right. Vietnamese bolo. Bolo, if you will. Yes, super swole Vietnamese guy, probably the biggest fucking Vietnamese guy in Vietnam. Red red Rambo headband. Yeah. Dude, packs for days. And so we're going to, yes, put them in the Thunderdome together. I, now, they talk about how triangle is like the most powerful shape in you know the universe. 
This man had a perfect triangle where the small end was his feet because he was all back, chest. It's hard to get tiny That's why legs. You get so many calf implants with these bodybuilders. It's hard to build the calves. Yeah. So I'm just looking at Popeye this. Popeye is the only guy I can think of with great calves. Yeah. I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, Walken's got him. Walken's just a string bean through and through. This guy's top heavy. Sweep the leg. Push him over. Sweep the leg. With a tippy tip. So the general's like, get me my ceremonial ear necklace. So they bring out the ear necklace, which everybody in Nam had. Well, my uncle brought one home for me. He's like, here you go, kid. <laughs> I still have it to this day. You still clean put, the I, wax I, out I of them? I only put it on for, for uh, special occasions, yeah. of course. Every time I go see yeah, I, bar wrestling, yeah, you wear it. If I went to Hockenberry's, I would wear that. <laughs> And he's like, commence. Meanwhile, our boys are like spread now. They're like, oh, you go there, you go there, you go. Santos is like running the show. Everyone's, he's put, you know, your specialty's that, that. So yeah. you see Ironside planting bombs everywhere, these little bombs he had. Dude, the, their American Sign Language skills are off the charts. I don't know if this is American Sign Language or if it's military sign language, but it was great. It was Vietnamese sign language. I did notice that they point out a girl later in the movie, a woman. I shouldn't say a girl, just to be on the safe side. And he does lick his finger and flick it. So more mystery added. Right. So, uh, so I mean, got to keep in mind, we don't know what happened to Walken. Maybe he was in a chopper crash. Maybe he's been beaten for the past week, hasn't eaten in a week. So he, it's, they're cheating, basically. Oh, they're 100%. Volo, is the, he just had his fucking cheat meal that day, so he's feeling good. Right. And he's just, you know, but still, you can't stop the spirit of America. Huh. So B- McBain is holding his own against this guy who's twice his size. Yeah, he's getting it, He's getting his licks. Like, he's getting punched. He's bleeding a little bit, but it's just to lure the Vietnamese who are climbing on the cage. They're fucking Two rattling man it. Enter, one man leave. Exactly. You deserve it. As Fight Walken, forever. As Walken is getting his ass beat, they're saying, you deserve it. You deserve it. To get your ass beat, American. And so Walken, is, he knows how to milk the crowd. He's right. going full heel. He's a heel in this territory. He's working the crowd. And that's when He's our... He's the foreign heel. Yeah. Our boys snapping necks. They're doing everything so quietly. And, and then finally, it's Fucking Gil. Steve James is just floating on like a log with his machine gun on there. Yes. So good. And uh, so fucking Volo is... He can't beat this. He can't beat the, the heart of an American. It's unstoppable. So he has he has to have his fucking cronies on the outside of the Thunderdome help him. So he's got a piece of bamboo, and he's strangling McBain against it, and his cronies are outside holding each end because he doesn't have the strength. Oh, yeah. It's, go- it's like a garbage lumberjack match. And so he, you know what? General, uh, the general sees, like, it's time to finish him. So he pulls out his own fucking like Bowie knife or something. I don't know what they have in Vietnam. They don't have Bowie, of course. No. Or Bowie, whatever his name was. So he pulls out a ridiculous-looking knife. Rambo knife. It's a Rambo. Maybe Rambo left it there. He was in uh, Vietnam. Yeah. So he tosses well, him. Well, he left his headband for Volo. That's right. So he tosses him the Vambo knife, and it's it's all over, but we hear gunfire start to go off. Right. Our boys have realized They're taking now, out the perimeter. Yeah. It's the time to let everyone know that their shit's about to be fucked. Right. And their their shit is fucked because they open fire. 
the fucking chopper that came in, perfect microwave timing, flies in, starts blowing up, fucking per- microwave timing of Ironside's bombs. They go off at the right moments. Right. You got sweet heavy metal wrist playing. It's just fun. It's fun. McBain is on the ground. He's got Volo putting a knife to his neck, reverses it, grabs a knife, throws it into the general's chest. Right. That was a very awkward looking. It was. Well, yeah, because he reacts to the knife hitting his chest three frames before it happens. There's a lot I'll, I'll get into. There's a lot of delayed reaction in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, and then. How, does, he, does he stab Volo first and then throw it? Because I guess he stabbed Volo. I don't remember seeing him get stabbed. I just remember the knife going into the general's chest. So in a matter of seconds, the whole village is overtaken. 135 people dead. By five guys. By five guys. Burgers and, and fries. So they they release uh, McBain from the Thunderdome. Santos is there with him. He's got his sting makeup on. And he's just like... He's like, why did you save me? The war was over. I don't know how Walking McBain knew the war was over. I guess he just knew. And he's like, nobody left behind, brother. Yeah. And then he takes out a hundred. Santos does. hundred. I did not. I get what they're going for with this movie. I kind of do. Why? If we're, cause we're, the whole thing is how it's just like this, they're blue collar guys. And make it a dollar bill. Right. hundred, that's like a 1% move. That and is. we'll learn. That's why I thought it was kind of strange that that Santos would even be in the Vietnam War because he, he tracks communists to me. He, yeah. They're, they're making him look like Che Guevara. So I think he would be on the side of the North Koreans, not wanting to be on our side. Right. His character, they... Like I said, I don't know what the message of this movie is because it's all over the place. Glickenhaus, like we like out of you know a production crew, a director, and everything, it's just a good, colorful cast. These parts, he didn't overthink it. He was just like, I want a guy named Roberto Santos. Freedom. I just want to talk about freedom. I want them to say that we need America to help us with freedom. I want the freedom to talk about freedom. Exactly. So rips the bill in half and says, brother, maybe someday... You'll, this other half will come to you, and then you'll know I need you. Yeah, he says, you ever need me. I don't know how that worked out. I mean, I could see him meeting up and go, you owe me. Yeah. But, like, you ever need me? It's it like was, the bat signal is like this half $100 It was bill. because Roberto knew, I will never need you personally, but somebody I, you know, give the order to might come get you. And so I need you to carry that half of the hundred. And if you get it's the other half. It's the McMain half, bat signal. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's just a lot quieter. You don't see it in the, the, the night. And he's like, the war is over, my friend. Cut to 18 years later. Medellin, Colombia. This is Pablo Escobar territory. Ooh. And if you know your narcos, you know he was running the show, basically. But, which is why the, the generalissimo, the presidente... His name's Simone Escobar to make you think of Pablo Escobar. Right. And so we see Roberto still fighting the good fight. He's got Che Guevara Beret on. That's right. He's got big old bifocals on now. And he's visiting his sister, Christina. Sister. Played by Maria Conchita Alonso, who was the Salma Hayek of the 80s. We last saw her in Running Man. Yeah. 
So, you know, he's meeting her at this village that they all the, the, the revolutionaries hide out at. Yeah. The Sandinistas, the guerrillas. I don't know what you want to call Rebels, them. Rebels, revolutionaries, they all fucking work. And we see that times, of course, are hard. And we know, yeah, we, we know they're on the right side because not only they train in nature, they live in nature. That's right. They're living in bamboo huts. I don't know how that worked. I didn't know bamboo grew in Colombia. I, look, I'm ignorant as fuck. I, I barely agree. know geography at yeah. all. New York, case in point, New York. Um, do they have rice patties in Colombia? I don't think so. I don't think we get a lot of rice from Colombia. I think we just get cocaine. Yeah, because there's rice patties all over. Oh, I, I, I got a great idea for a song. Yeah. Oh. Opener. Oh, you're going to tell me off, Mike? Yeah, I'll tell you off. Okay. I'll forget by the time we get there, three well, hours from remember, now. Remember, we're supposed to talk about Lizzo. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that <laughs> fucking bitch. We'll figure a way to shoehorn it in here. So they don't make, I don't think they grow f- flour in Colombia either. <laughs> what the fuck? So Roberto meets up with Christina, and he's telling them, like, I finally got the plan in motion. We're getting rid of El Presidente Escobar. But Christina, of course, got to say, this is a really dangerous plan. I don't really know if it's going to work out. Do you have any kind of pl- plan B? Half a hundred dollar bill. This is your plan B. Right. Because if plan B fails, I'm dead. And the plan only, A fails. Plan A, you're right. Plan A, I'm dead. And the only guy I know who has got the balls enough to re- save a country, take, you know, re- revolt a country. Revolt a country? Is that a <laughs> What a revolting development this is. <laughs> we took two weeks off, everybody. Bring freedom to this country would be McBain. Right. Because he, he's a proud union guy. You need to go to New York, America. That's not in Pennsylvania, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And find a steel worker that should have been Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A union steel worker. Steel worker. Yes, a union. They pointed that out, too. So, again, is this a pro-communism movie? Because unions are kind of more communism, aren't they? It depends on who you talk to. You talk to job creators. No. Oh, yeah. yes, they are communists, yeah. and okay. they should be stamped out. Right. But you're talking to people who actually want to have a living wage. They're pretty cool. Yeah, they're pretty fucking cool. And but you can see how blind. This is why. This is why uh, Christina was bringing this up because he's blinded by his freedom. Yeah. He's like the CIA. They'll do it this time. They're gonna help us, Christina. Trust me. Oh, brother, the day you believe that. The CIA is going to help us is the day you die. All right. Morbid message from your sister. Cut to, well, she's just keeping it real. And she, he, should, real he should have listened to They're her. They're living in Dusty Rhodes' hard times. They're living in 18 years after the supposed end of the Vietnam War. That's right. So, all right. Now we're in Bogota, the capital of Colombia. And we're at the uh, Presidente's mansion. We're watching a fucking limo pull up, and you see one of the guards who, you know, checks out every car, look into the back seat. Oh well, God. yeah, the, the, you see the tinted windows go down, and then... Hair. This, no, I was... Fog. Well, that, the fog was blinding. Oh, Both yeah. the hair and the fog. No, no, we're doing yeah. the whole description here. No, yeah. the fog billows out. And it's he's like, like Snoop Dogg's car. Go in! He didn't even check. He just saw that fucking pussy and that 80s hair. And he's just like, go right in, ladies. Right. He starts licking his lips and rubbing his hands together. He's like, maybe I'll get sloppy 18th. He does go, hi, caramba. I like that. 
Yeah, That's how you know you're in Colombia. It was the Bumblebee Man. <laughs> Thank you. Are we going to make all Simpsons references? <laughs> well, why not? It's McBain. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever seen the real Bumblebee guy? That was that was based on real thing. Was it? Yeah, there was. Yeah, I did not know that. There was a show called uh, Sabado Gigante, which means giant sunglasses or something <laughs> like that. Great show because it was it was just hot chicks like the, like the girls we're seeing now just dancing. Oh, crazy. okay. By the way, by the way, there's a new spectator sport that's become my favorite sport oh, of all no. time. It's competitive spanking. What? I saw this on the internet. You get two hot chicks, well, hot in a skanky way, wearing thongs, okay? And they're in an octagon, like the UFC. Okay. And they're just, till, they keep smacking each other's asses until somebody quits. So it's like the face smacking where it's like. Yeah, but entertaining. Like, I want to see this. I don't want to see two goons like slap each other in the face. Do they have like thick forearms and shit? Or they just no, look like just, normal? They're, they're just hot chicks. They're wearing high heels and thongs. <laughs> And just, is that the official uh, uh, attire? <laughs> yeah. Thongs and high heels, of course. And uh, well, that's, why, that's why it's a skill griff. It's not just because <laughs> they're they're balancing on these high fucking heels. You're right, you're right. And then they do like slow mo, like re- instant replay. Oh so you just God. see the rever- the reverberations on their butt cheeks. Like <laughs> it's great. Look into that, people. Do they have commentating over? I it? hope it's an Olympic sport. Do they have commentating over I didn't it? See, I just saw a snippet. I Murray, want more. I'm hungry for Murray, more. We can record you doing some commentating over okay. it. Send it to them. And they could be like, holy shit, we didn't realize this was you know, a, hole, a hole that needed plugging. You, me and uh, Excalibur are going to be doing the commentating. <laughs> not, not your co-host, Excalibur. Well, you can, if you wear a lucha mask, they'll Tope Sua Smacka. So okay, getting back to this. So these Where these these ladies of the night, we'll call them. Yes, they go right in, ladies. They don't even check the car. They're like, got, they got fucking guard dogs. They got those fucking little mirrors on the sticks or looking underneath the cars. Not for this car. Not for this car. Again, the fog, the power of the fog it's is unstoppable. Just, oh boy, no man. Yeah, unless they're gay. Is immune. Apparently, they picked a nice breezy day too, so it's the fog. It's just hitting everybody in a mile right. circumference. Their limo driver gets out of the car and he's just sitting there, like looking suspicious. And I was like, "What's going on with this motherfucker?" Next thing you know, did he did he throw a knife or did he, he shot, shoot a guy? He shot a guy. Shot, shot a guard. And then the girls get out and they have guns. And then out of the trunk pops Roberto Santos. Right. And so now it's time to take over. A little old lady who probably does like the cooking comes yes. out, tells them where uh, Escobar is. That's right. We go into this house. Yeah, we well, go. We're, yeah, we're in the bowels yeah. where, where we see people butchering like livestock. I don't know what good it, house... it took me through me took me back to the scene in uh, Kickboxer Three. Yes, thank you. Yeah, where guys just hacking at meat. Right. What are the people? It's crazy. The butchery that's happening just in this guy's yeah. kitchen, like full fucking cow getting hacked up. Symbolism. The symbol is the butchery that this Escobar is doing to his people. That's a good call. And so these guys are just going right on through. No one's stopping them. No one's saying, hey, right. please wait. Because they're seeing freedom walk before them. Freedom walk before them. These are the them. people they're freeing, the peasants of Medellin, of Bogota. So the ladies are directed to this hatch the blowjob hatch. Yes. Oh my. I was waiting God. when they opened it up 
to see Bree and Mookie, because remember, they love hatches, too. They love hatches. And go, this guy's got the smallest penis I've ever seen. <laughs> that would have been a great Karen Calkin, uh, uh, what's that, cameo. Yeah. What what I do uh, enjoy about Glickenhaus, to get into your butt talk from a moment ago, is the one woman's going up the little ladder, and she's wearing, like, hot pants, and he just puts the camera right there. So Was she? I thought they had little dresses on. No, know. she had, like, little hot okay. pants on. And so you just watch, you know, her The one go- with the big hair? It was... I don't remember. The one that, there was one that had, like, giant curly hair. Yeah, I think it was her. Yeah, I liked her better. And so she opens the blowjob hatch. How do we know it's a blowjob hatch? This is the best part of the movie. There was No, this was a Canon 101 <laughs> right here. We see we're in this room where we see Escobar being interviewed, bullshitting the international media, saying, like, everybody's getting free health care and all this shit. Oh, yeah. And then we see that the, the fucking blowjob hatch literally opens up underneath his desk. Underneath his desk. You see a hand reach up. <laughs> Guys, 1,000% credit to this movie. You did such a fucking good job of this scene because you get silence for a moment and you just hear... <laughs> so, and and then they, sh- go, they go to a, a face shot of Escobar. Not bothered at all. Like he, no. this, He's like, it's 1 o'clock because that's his blowjob hour. <laughs> so... So, yeah, there's a hatch that's designed for him to get blowjobs underneath his desk. Right. He's like, these fucking meetings are so goddamn long. I just need to get my dick played with, sucked. I need to get off. And But when we see that hand unzip, we also see a hand with a knife come up to the dick. Right. And hoo-hoo. And next thing you and then know. And we see Brie go, that's the biggest fucking knife I've ever seen. And then Crocodile Dundee comes in and goes, that's not a knife. This is a knife. And it's just crazy. It's full Simpsons at this yeah. point. Birdo comes flying through the side door because, you know, he was coming, whatever. So he's doing a national broadcast, and suddenly his whole fucking thing's being shut down. An international broadcast. International, thank you. Everyone's watching this. Why? I don't know. Why anyone? No one gave a fuck about what was going on in fucking Columbia 91. These wanted their cocaine. That's right. So he takes over, and he pleads to America— we have taken over the official palace of the of the Presidente. Help us, please, America. Please, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only hope. And then we cut to America where we see people whispering to each other. Then we're on a boat with this bald-headed sorry, geek. Freedom, freedom, freedom. I thought we were hearing freedom. Yeah, freedom. We see this guy they get on a speedboat. He's Fraser Crane in the original, like the first few seasons. He's got that long, balding, curly hair. He's got sunglasses. And he's just driving a boat. They a do look boat. like G-men. Yeah, they're they're having a speedboat because they have to get. I'm assuming this is like Camp David or Kenny Bunkport, some kind of Kenny Bunkport fuck pad for the president, dude. Yeah. So it stop. Uh, it stops. Do you think that? This movie came out in 91. Yeah. Do you think Clinton had a blowjob patch installed? 99% chance, yes. And that's where, uh, what was her name? Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky came from. Yeah, 100%. Okay. This had to be a conspiracy theory that was going around. It's a good idea, Hillary. Right. So, yeah, so we see a man kind of look like Biden. And so we go, that must be the president, because we only, we only elect 100-year-old men as president. This guy looked 100 years old. He's yep. fly fishing. He's relaxing. That's right. Like, Sir, we need to speak to you about freedom. 
So they go inside the house and they start watching. Right, and they're tell they're you know they're giving them the scoop and they're telling them, yeah, some Colombian rebels took over. Uh, you know they're overthrowing the government right now. He's like, what the fuck? They did that without us. They didn't let us know. We're a democracy. We knew that. But he also noticed all the people were brown. He's like, I don't want to get involved. Yeah. I want to. Can we tie our hands on this thing? Can we yeah. tie our hands? Wait. He's doing the fucking crossing his fucking wrist. Oh, oh, there goes your notes. I don't know why I have to like mime that to you. You know what I'm talking about. I know, about, but, but we I always feel, do it. Yeah. You know, we just have to gestate <laughs> towards each other. Uh, gestate? <laughs> Gesticulate. Isn't just gestate has something to do with giving birth? Oh, my but we're bad. giving birth to freedom. We're giving birth to uh, creative content. Uh, so free creative, free dumb, free and dumb creative content. <laughs> so don't is, bitch at us. Wow, this is very on the nose this week. <laughs> well, this movie's very on the nose. There's a lot of slam your. You thought this movie was made in 2023? The way they hit you over the head with symbolism in this movie? Yeah, which we'll get into. Like a president fishing. Yes. All so, right. <laughs> so he's upset because. You're not allowed to do a coup without the American government. Especially in Central and South America at this time. Sandinistas. Right. Yeah. So the president is like, well, they did it. Iran-Contra. There's nothing we can do. Our hands are tied. They didn't let us know. We wanted to be part of it. Uh, how, long do, how long do you think they have? Not even a full night, sir. Not without us. Not without us, sir. They're going to die by nightfall. Well... Sucks to be them. Cut back to Bogota. People hungry for freedom. They're outside the gates. They're wanting in. Couple old ladies and children get get in somehow. Right. Well, they get thrown in there because we see that the army, you know, that uh, Escobar, Presidente Escobar controls, they show up and they're doing like a pincer thing now. So they're they're inside the gate and then they're outside the gate moving towards it. They grab innocent bystanders and force them in. But just old ladies, women, and children. I wonder why they would be doing that. The ultimate victims. The ultimate victims. So then they start pulling a Tiananmen Square situation where they start pinning them in with tanks. So now they're 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 pinned in, and they're just and like they're closing in. It's like a fucking Adam West Batman and like the 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 plan Joker would have, where they're slow. Dun 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 dun. Creeping in, about to crush these old people. And you're wondering, who's the audience? Is it just for the crowd outside to see, like, hey, it doesn't matter. We're going to fucking murder all you people. Because inside, we see that Birdo, he's still he's still in charge of things, but he's starting to lose his cool. Because he's like, the CIA, they haven't called me back yet. I texted them. I DM'd them. I hit them up on Facebook threads. I even sexted them. I sexted them, my wiener. CIA is not going to answer your dick pic. They're not going to answer. That's right. So that's the only way I can get the CIA to do anything for me. I can yeah. send a dick pic. But so he just gives up. He just hands the gun to fucking. Cause he takes uh, Escobar out on the balcony and they're watching. And he just goes, you got me. I, I want to you know, checkmate. Right. Hands he, fucking El Presidente the gun. Yeah. Begs him to stop the tanks. Hands him the gun. And Presidente, we just hear a bullet go off. Well, a gun go off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. And we're like, oh, fuck. U.S. president's like, well, I guess that's over with. Yeah. He literally is watching this on TV. Apparently, we just aired this on all TV for everybody. Yeah. You would, they, yeah. In 91, they would show someone being shot in the head on national There's no TV. delay. 
No. At all. Nothing in between that. Well, could they, have this is this. a replay later on because we see our man McBain. Yes. Doing what every good blue collar American does because he doesn't want to go home to his family. We don't even know if McBain has a family. I don't know. Well, I gotta go straight to the bar. Yeah. I go straight to the fucking bar. Get fucked up. Yeah. So he's having a nice fucking Bud Light, non-trans Bud Light, enjoying it. That's right. No Derek Mavoni in my beer. Is and that her name? I don't think that's her name. That's I don't a, know. I don't remember. I, I think it's Mulvaney, though. Okay. And he's watching this on CNN or something, or gonna, Fox News. I don't think Fox News existed in 91. Right. No, it was actually ESPN. You can tell, by the way, they like... The Ocho? Yeah, it was the Ocho, because they were fast-forwarding, rewinding. They, they're inter- I know you know why they're interrupting butt-slapping. <laughs> and it was the finals. You were just about to see the hand slap the ass and cheeks. Mc, that's why McBain was so engrossed in the TV. And he's like, yeah. oh! And it was the first curvaceous ass in 91. Right. So that was hot. TV. That's well, the, well, come on, Griff. The finals were Colombia versus Brazil. Brazil. You knew it, that. Wow. That, that for fucking American, rivalry is so. I get. I wear one of those scarves yeah. for that. You yeah. Know? Like, I get involved. I'm going to the the, the local uh, pub, Brazilian pub that plays that. And I'm like, I'm that American that's yeah. super into yeah. it. You you're know? not a hooligan. You're a hula spank. Who the pink? Hoobastank. Hoobas- oh my god, that's what that name that's what the name means. That is one of the moves in competitive butt slapping. The Hoobastank <laughs> is it's all wrist. It's all wrist. But so McBain's engrossed in the butt, and then they go, We interrupt this butt slapping contest for uh <laughs> the, uh, some, see, someone being murdered, apparently. If there's any women and children in the room, bring them closer to the TV. I mean, if we're living in Videodrome time, I go. I totally get that they would show someone getting shot. Good call. Shot. If this were a Cronenberg movie, this makes 100% sense. But, yeah, in real life, this makes no fucking sense because you see they literally well, do a shitty effect of his brains being blown splattered out. right on the wall. Right there for everybody to see. And McBain goes, I recognize that guy. He pulls out his wallet, starts going through it. Fucking, there's a dick pic in there. I don't know what that was. He's talked to the CIA before. And there's a half of a hundred dollar bill. He doesn't forget that this guy saved his life. But, you know, we've forgotten about Christina. And she she's like time for plan B. That's right. Getting ready to leave the, you know, rebel village. We just have people. We see them putting like all their valuables into. Right, they got to pay. I thought this was so weird. They're putting it into a crown royal sack. I thought it made perfect sense. Okay, and then we see how much money. I guess this is supposed to be afterwards. How did they have American money, or did when Christina gets to America, did she convert it? She had to convert it. That's the only way this makes sense. I don't know what Colombia is. I assume everything south of Boris pesos. Pesos, no fucking idea. That makes sense. It might be just be the Colombian dollar. And they're giving their gold crucifixes, all of this shit. All they have. People are yanking out gold teeth and throwing it. People are yanking out their regular teeth. They're not worth anything. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tooth Fairy. <laughs> yeah. Tooth Fairy is American, so yeah. I guess it does make sense. So once you get to America, it's just you hold out the teeth and a crow comes so by. So she's on a small burrow. She's riding side saddle like Jesus walking into fucking Jerusalem. We see her sell off the burrow and right. continue on foot, just on train tracks that all the kids are playing on. That right. I hope those train tracks aren't used anymore. That's a very long train ride from Bogota to New York City. 
Yeah. But, you know, she does it. But she does. Yeah, we just see her, like, after she's done doing uh, selling off the borough, we just kind of do, like, a soft fade to her on the docks. And I was like, wait, she's in America now? Yeah. It was that easy. Walk. She's like, if I was an iron worker, where would I go? Brooklyn Bridge. I mean, she was told to go to New York. Yeah, and we all know if there's a bridge you're going to buy, it's got to be the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. So she goes to the Brooklyn Bridge. She goes, excuse me, McBain. Yeah, we know McBain. He's right up there on the top welding. I was waiting for them to harass her or something. Construction workers, you know. Cat caller, pinch her butt. Right. Slap it. Right. You said that she was... the hot commodity in 91, yeah, too, right? Yeah, she was right? the Salma of the 80s. Yeah, so you think these fucking construction workers, blue-collared average types, would have been like, but hey. They love freedom too much. They love These freedom. are McBain's people. Right. They respect women. They hate safety enough where they're like, yeah, he's up on top of the bridge. Right. Go ahead and walk up there. So she does, and so she does. We would literally have Christopher walking on top of the Brooklyn Bridge. Just welding. Just welding, spot welding something. I right. don't know. And yet his senses, his his walking senses are so strong that he senses somebody's walking up behind him. It's well, that's only, why they call he, him Christopher Walken. He can only sense people walking. If you're running, he never sense it. So is he related to John DeHart? Because he likes to walk. Yeah, I think he might be. Walk. So she just pulls out that half a hundred, hands it to him. Starts crying, and he's like, I was wondering when you would come. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. So he takes you down to a buffet. He wants to experience the American thing. I know in Colombia, you do not have buffets. This is the all... We don't have buffets. American treat. You can go up as many times you want. There's a salad bar. Sneezed on. See all that shrimp? You can have it all if you want. Unless you're Samoan. So they go to the they go to the, the, the buffet. It just hit me. <laughs> and she's telling us, like, giving us the story. Like, at one time, Colombia had freedom. We had free elections. And then Escobar took over because of his cocaine. He was part of the drug cartels. He was not a legitimate businessman. He was illegitimate. He was selling tr- junk to kids on the street she did the whole fucking samurai cop speech yeah it was incredible i wasn't expecting that and she starts going on the kids used to play soccer football i know you call it soccer here they used to eat fruits and vegetables they did the food pyramid and now all they do is chew coca they just chew on the coca just chew the coca you know that reminds me of something when i was a kid uh, walking's a very hard to do because sometimes you, tr- you 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 might fall into Shatner. Sometimes yeah, you yeah, fall yeah. into Seinfeld. As a as the audience for you here, uh, it is very wa- or a very uh, uh, Shatner. I heard about Woodstock. He does a lot of pause, dramatic pauses too, like Shatner. He pauses at the most inappropriate times, but everyone knows this about walking. I had to go, but my car crashed out on me, so I walked. No, it was traffic. 25 oh. miles of traffic. So we walked. I just left my car there. Just left it. Sat in the rain. Stoned. Three days. I loved it. When I got back, I read an article about Woodstock. And this guy talked about the dark side <laughs> of Woodstock. And, I th- and I th- he said it sounded like hell. And I just assumed he didn't get it. 25 years later... I think maybe he did get it. 
Now, so I, now we hate hippies. We're kind of like I mean, which I love because I hate hippies too. But and I hate all things Woodstock. Woodstock '95 was cool. <laughs> but um, so I'm like, what? Wait, wait, I thought McBain would be a hippie, right? For real. So he's going to go ahead and just move on with the conversation. She's enjoyed his story. Like, I don't understand the relevancy here. Well, in order to fight a war, we're going to need money. And that Crown Royal bag comes if you out. you want my help, give me some scratch. It's just like the A-team. It's almost the perfect A-team, except there's no attractive one. Well, they're the B-team. Yeah, they are the B-team. Remember, plan A. Good call, Blew good off. call. They're the BT. Oh, okay. So she opens up the Crown Royal. It's like fuck. It's like even like getting back to strippers. They have more singles than this woman has. It's like five singles, a bunch of pennies. So, some are Canadian too. Yeah, which we know are worth less. Literally, one quarter. And he's like, I'm gonna need more quarters than that. And then they have a little laugh because he's like, McBain's cool. He doesn't do it for the money. Right. He's like, I'm gonna help you because you helped me in my time of need. I didn't get this right away. He needs the quarters for the payphone, everybody. And he makes some calls. First up, now, where have our boys been in the past 18 years? What have they been doing? Yeah, stick with us, everybody. These are some quick cuts here. So first off, we're at like a board meeting yes. where all the fucking workers are at. It looks like RoboCop. Like, it's got that bad vibe to it. Yeah, and we see, our, we see our man, Steve James Eastland. He's a bodyguard for these guys. Like, what? Did he sell out? Steve James wouldn't sell out. I mean, he did sell out by growing a goatee, which I blanked out. Griff was like, did you notice he had a goatee? I was like, no. I just forcibly just just stared at the mustache. I was like, I don't want to see a goatee. I don't want to see hair on his chin. I had no idea. And then Griff's like, I'm like, you're you're lying to me, Griff. And he like fucking showed it. I I think it's a deep fake you just showed me. I might have shown you a deep fake, yeah. And so the guy, there's people like who work for this corporation, Global Core, and they're just like, hey, we're getting laid off, and you guys aren't taking any pay. Very much of today, what you know, more things change, more they stay the same. I was gonna say this is why it's like when you hear the ridiculous people talk about things. It's like all these movies had these messages that people are talking about. The eat the rich message is coming out strong here because you have the CEO who's taking everything for himself. You get a little. Your two minutes are up, sir. At least they were willing to listen to people vent out their frustrations. And then that little Asian man comes up there. You have four fucking planes, private planes, flying around, jet flying, limo driving, hookers, uh, you know, hooking. Wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, son of a gun. Woo! And we're getting, we're losing our jet. We're taking, we're not getting our health benefits, so you can have your jet. Yes, that's how business works. If you want to be successful, you have to look successful. And fucking, we see Eastland. He's just like, mm, oh my god. He's shaking his head. He hates this shit. And then a guy's like, "Fuck you!" Pulls out a gun, runs to it. And remember, Eastland's supposed to be the bodyguard, right? But he lets this guy beat the shit out of this Donald Trump-looking motherfucker. And then the guy's like, "Why didn't you? Why didn't you do your job? You're a bodyguard." And then Eastland just fucking goes, "You know, you're right. You didn't do your job for these people." And I didn't do my job for you. I guess we both screwed up. And then he just grabbed the microphone and dropped it and walked out. And then he gets a beep. Yeah, the the whole audience, like everything, the assembly is silent. And you just hear beep, 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 looks down, bud from the past. 
I don't know how you spell that out with numbers, but he did it. <laughs> he also did boobs, too. <laughs> well, yeah, That's you how you know it's McBain. It's McBain <laughs> always sends boobs. I mean, they call them McBoobs. 80085. We all know boobs. <laughs> and he's just like, McBain, you motherfucker. And he'll get grin on his face, and he just leaves. All right. Now, what's Gil and, and uh, Dalton been up to? Well, Dalton, he, he went to med school. Earned his way. He worked at worked at a subway shop to earn his way to pay his way. This is back when you could go to college for twenty five cents a semester. Right. So it was doable. Nothing's changed since then. He is feverishly working on this crackhead, trying to save his life, and the nurses are just gossiping. They're not yeah. even paying attention. They're wearing like cat eyed glasses and shit, talking, dangling earrings, and and. Come on, you're supposed to be in scrubs. You're supposed to be serious. I just let him die. He's a crackhead. He's probably chewing the coca since the day. And he's by born. the way, there's a lot of money in organ harvesting. This bitch was like, let's organ harvest. And Dalton's just like, you people are unbelievable. I can't work this way. He just fucking throws a scalpel down into the body, walks out in disgust. That's right. Meanwhile, Gil, who became a cop, he's also at the hospital with his buddy. He's like, did he, did he survive? Because we learned that his buddy was a prison guard working at prison transferred, and some evil French-Canadian fuck named Sam mm. killed him. Jacques Renault? Shot him. And so, but he, but he had a very large penis. It's, some say average, some say large. The truth's somewhere in, the, in between. Yeah, it's somewhere. So I think it was even the same. This was so fucking ridiculous. It's like a fucking mad scientist thing. They had these, like, case containers for organs that had, like, dry ice blowing out of it. I, there, was, there was antennas with, like, going. It looked like... I honestly thought they were selling hot dogs. I yeah. watched it the second time, and I was like, what was this scene? I was in a fever dream, right? Well, they did. They were grinding up the organs to make hot, hot dogs. dogs. Yeah, huh. Okay. And so he's like, what's become of my country? You guys don't give a shit. Like, oh, yeah, your friend died. Yeah. We, t- we just took his organs out right now. You want, a, want one of his testicles? I'll give it to you. Just give it to you. Keep it in my pocket. Make a big keychain. And he's like, no, harumph. And he walks out. And he bumps into fucking Dalton. Right. Hey, army buddy. What have you been up to the past 18 years? I, want, I really need to talk to somebody right now. Let's go outside. And they catch up. And they're upset. They're talking about Birdo's death. And, you know... You know, they say we never showed male fragility on, you know, movies and TV. Doc, what was his name? Dalton. Dalton just takes Gil by the head and nuzzles him in his breast. And he's just like, I'm glad you came to me. This is the right support group for you. We'll get these fuckers. Let's go have a non-trans Bud Light. Let's go have a... We'll go get a Coors. All right. So now we... What, what, the, my biggest gripe of this movie, like every Steve James movie, not enough Steve James. I would have liked to have seen the scene where him and McBain meet. No, we're just cutting to the chase. Right. We are at a, very, a luxurious home. Picasso's everywhere. Right. Do you wonder if this... Do you think this is real? Of course it's real. It's McBain, Eastland, and Christina. They're walking in. Uh, Griff didn't notice this, but I noticed this because... Uh, Steve James is all about creating a character. He's a, he doesn't play a character. He becomes a real-life human being. Right. We, we talked about A-level actors who always got C-level listings. Right. They always bring their A-game. They fucking kill it. And when you look under under the hood, 
There's always shit there. So he decided that Eastland would be the ultimate gentleman. So he's constantly seeing to Christina's needs. When there's a there's a two steps down into this house, he grabs her by the arm, helps her down the two steps. Always a gentleman. Always. And then we see, uh, yeah, you think that Picasso is real? You better fucking believe it's real. And then what else is real? Those tits over there. And we see is it indoor pool and just 20-year-olds doing laps and shit. And they're like, where is Frank? So they go out, and then we get this awful voiceover. Oh, yeah. Walking. I had to write it down. Because- Murray wrote this. Th- I noticed this paragraph was really long, <laughs> but it was really good because right. Christina's lamenting like, Man, I thought the coke dealing would bring in a lot of money, but this guy's got more money than our own Presidente. If you took the weight of the population of Washington, D.C. That's walking. And converted it into gold, it would be worth less than the annual worldwide drug trade. The dollar amount, he's just going on. He's like, the dollar amount of the worldwide arms trade is four times that. Wow. So, Wow. Wow. So they get an audience with Frank. Uh, have, I, 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 I show your work, Glickenhouse. I don't buy it. Four times? Four times. So they get the audience with Frank that they wanted. Frank, you said Frank's got his Tommy Bahama shirt on, his fucking greasy little Nang Chen bald on top. He's hanging out. He's got a, a big mansion overlooking the ocean. And he's just sitting there he's studying on his patio. it. He's on patio. That's just, right. No, he's, not, he's just staring off in his face. He's dead he's, inside. He had a newspaper, but... But he's, he's not reading it. He he had it sitting in his lap. He was just staring dead-eyed into the ocean. He's lost something. He's lost the he's he doesn't see the fun in war anymore. Right. He's, it's all business to him now he, because he's an arms dealer. He's lost so much of his humanity because he's he's had to do that. He's had to go numb in order to become an incredible arms dealer. So he doesn't even register that this is, this is his old war friends. It doesn't register McBain, Eastland. He doesn't register even that Christina, the Salma Hayek of their times, is right there next to him. You know what I love about Ironside? He always looks perpetually annoyed. Oh, 100%. And he's just like, McBain, like I expect Eastland, he, he's the bleeding heart. I expect he would get involved. McBain, what are you doing? Right. And then he pulls out that fucking half hundred dollars. He's like... I got to repay my debt. Right. We had a friend named Santos, and he died for the ultimate cause. I want to help him. And he and, hands over his like his Christmas list of shit he needs to, to, to uh, Frank. Frank's looking it over. Yeah. Uh, $10 million, No controversial landing zones. Yeah, he's you like, know. they're better not. He's like, look, I'll give you the friend price of $10 mil. But you better not, there better not be a hot LZ. He said LZ. LZ. That's some insider shit. And he's like, it's the hottest. Jack right now is titillated that we know about LZ now. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what it stands for. No, I have no clue. But he's like, LZ, it's the hottest. And then he's like, Frank's like, oh, harumph. So McBain has to get down, do the walking stare, and he delivers a cold, steely promo to him about. It's like, you have everything. Three Picassos. 50 Ferraris. A lady who floats in the water. And yet you're out here, not even enjoying it. You're staring off into space. 
And then it, it all comes, it all clicks for Frank. Then he's like, "You're right. I've I've just been existing. I've been living my life. I've been enjoying. I I can't remember the last time I killed a man with my bare hands. Right. It, it was 18 years ago." In Vietnam. Ironside does such a good job because McBain and crew walk off, and then you just see them walking. We have uh, 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 Frank Ironside in the foreground, and we just see him throw the paper down, and you get so much contemplation in like a second, and you're like, this motherfucker gets it now. He snapped out of it. Right. He's our, he's going he's gonna to go back to killing. Like. We're- Obviously, we're going to continue this scene. Oh, wait, no. We're going to cut to McBain and Christina crabbing. <laughs> Not only crabbing, Griff. Crabbing in front of Lady Liberty, Statue of Liberty. I don't think this is how crabs work, by the way. I don't think they're just floating in the middle of a, uh, the ocean. They could. I don't know. They picked up. He only picked up two or three. So. Yeah, that's true. And there's a reason why. But and did you notice in uh, in the frame you can like see like a dock like right in the corner of the frame? Oh, I didn't notice it. It, it might have been the boat that the camera was on. Maybe but you can clearly see there's right in the corner. Like so, like because they're making it look like they're way out, you know. Right, right, right. Because they're in front of fucking Lady Liberty Lady herself. Liberty, yeah. And I, I, people, symbolism, freedom. And of course, Christina's doing a whole. She's been in America for two whole days. She's like, this is, this is it. She's this is already the tits. wearing designer outfits and shit. Just with that fucking she's got, three dollars and fifty three cents. She had in that Crown Royal bag. She she got some guest jeans. She's yeah. got a Picasso for high waisted, high waisted. And she's just like, I just wish this could be my country. How can every country be like America? And it's like, then America wouldn't be special. Right. Uh, so they, they talk about it. She's asking him if he can get the money and everything. And, you know, he's like, it, it'll be tough to do. But we'll see. This is America. We can make money like that. Opportunity. It's a meritocracy. He's like, you see these? He point down to his bootstraps. He pulled them up. And he says, don't worry about it. I'm ready. Now I want you to get your pretty little face onto an airplane, go back to Columbia, because yeah. her job is to get the army together to make sure that that hot LZ, yeah. you still don't know what that stands for. No idea. Laser zap. Laser zap, yeah. Is taken care of, so they yeah. can fly in. And she's like, all right, daddy, I'll do that. She said poppy. But... <laughs> Thank you, Murray. <laughs> Still don't know what LZ is, but he knows what Poppy is. Yeah. Back at home, McBain walks into. He's got this fucking. All of our cool action got, heroes have a sweet pad. Right? Was it like a lighthouse or something? Or something weird? It was a tiny little two floor house with this amazing dock on the ocean. It's beautiful. That's because why he's in the union, Griff. You can That's afford right. that. Union workers. Fucking. I had my great uncle. Had a fucking house, a little bungalow on the fucking lake. You, you think anybody working class can own a house on the fucking a lake nowadays? God, no. no. Uh, 90% of the lake houses nowadays are probably owned by rich people, Airbnb being it to poor people. Yeah. That's how so they we, get a, we get to experience yeah, it. Yeah. Everything know, in our taste. life now is timeshare. Right. We get to just for a day experience what they yeah. get to experience for their exactly. life. We can just pop in anytime we want. You got to pay us six figures to do it. So. Yeah, they're just, it's like the day after because all the boys are together for the first time in 18 years. And so they had – and it was like – it was just so fucking like, all right, how do I lay out a scene where it looks like these guys had a bro's night out? So Gil is like in his underwear with a pizza box on his junk. Passed out on the passed couch. Passed out. Fucking uh, Dalton Doc. is just reading a fucking newspaper with <laughs> – 
Converse he's wearing, shoes. Converse shoes, scrub pants, because he's a, and then a fucking, we called them, we, we called them muscle shirts when I was a kid. The sleeveless shirt of skeletons fucking in different positions. That's what was happening? Yeah, you didn't see that? I did not notice yes, that. Was- Holy <laughs> shit. That's fucking white trash as fuck. I love that. Because doctors are some of the stupidest people I know. They would think that's high art. And then uh, Eastland stumbles down. Of course, we got, you know, we're here for the fucking muscles. We got to see a shirtless Steve James. Oh. So he's wearing sweatpants, tube socks. Dog tags. Dog tags. WrestleMania hat. This is the YouTube shot that's going up. Right. As he's walking down. Well, I have to point out, same WrestleMania hat that uh, Steve James wore in Hero and the Terror, our very first oh, ever episode. that's the connection. Yes. See, I've been trying to pitch to Murray that we should redo our first episode. The problem I have with that is we'd have to re-listen to it because I don't want to repeat the same jokes. Because I, <laughs> I think half the jokes would be the same shit that we already said. I... I I realize there's some effort into it, but I really want to do it someday. It would be a cool fifth year anniversary. I don't know. There's so many movies we need to get to. There is, but... I don't want to just retread, especially not a Chuck Norris movie. I don't want to go back to that. you just said Steve James is in it. Yeah, I mean, I know, Griff. I know we're getting to the end of the Steve James era. I mean, we only have one Shokazugi movie. Well, we have, thankfully, we have 12 other master episodes. 11 or 12? 12, because there are 13 episodes in all. Last one, Kane Kazugi's in. Okay. We got to get back to Steve James, though. He's coming down the staircase. He's drunk as fuck. He's got his he's hat hung on. Hungover as fuck. Hungover as fuck. And it just so happens that Walken has a mounted fish. And Steve James doing some improv here. He's yes handing this fish. He walks down. He's face to face with this fish. And he makes like a, oh, shit, almost got eaten by this fish. And then he covers the fish's face with his hand and looks down. Who won? Who won, Murray? Gil won. That's, that's what Dalton tells him. The drinking contest. There was a drinking because, contest. Because uh, Eastland had just passed out by that time. And then then Gil goes, I won! He gets up in his underwear, does a little pratfall. He almost falls over. They go out. Because, of course, McBain's got the coffee for him. And that's right. the, the elixir of hangover. You just take a sip and you're automatically okay again. So they're out on like a park bench they have on his patio. And they're like, look, man, it's good to be back with a band of brothers to get back together. Right. We know Santos would have done this for us. Right. And Hands they're, in. They're like, yeah, we're, we're all in. Right. So, all right, but we need money. How are we going to do that? Well, hey, do you ever heard of a guy named Robin Hood, Griff? I've heard of Robin Hood. He robbed from the rich and the not-so-rich. And he gave to the Freedom Fighters. That's right. Next day, we're in the shady side of town. We just see... How do we know rap music playing? Rap music play, Rap music playing. You have... I said rap music. And you have a bucket pail. <laughs> thank you. Being lowered and then raised up. I didn't yeah. know what that was supposed to represent. Oh, no, that's... Is that that's, drug trade? Yeah, it's drug dealing. Yeah, drug they, they actually really would do that. Really? Yeah. Because they don't want like... You know, it's like they don't... They're up in like uh, like an abandoned building up on the high levels, and they yeah. don't want to deal with the riffraff of the right. crackheads. So they just they get the money, they pull it up, and then they, they then they bring the drop crack the drugs down. down. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna bust up a drug house in order to get some of the money and show off that this is like our uh, you know these guys still have it. Scene. Yeah, it's like riding a bike. Killing a man is like riding a bike, Griff. That's right. So yeah, so they're stealthily snapping necks. 
fucking shooting guns at people, taking out people. I want to point out that the greatest, the, the reason why Dalton is so much better than Gilgriff is because of his fashion. And boy, does he look good in this scene. He's got his Cincinnati Bengals like satin jacket on. And he's got, I don't know, he was wearing like Zubas or something. And so our boys are, like I said, they're just taking uh, like goons out one by one until they get to the fortress where the where we see Luis Guzman chopping up some crack, like put bagging it up, like, you know, basically seeing to his customers with that bucket. And then... It's not enough that they're going to go through the front door. You know, Frank, he's a demolition guy. Well, Frank is not there. I'm sorry. But he did give them some bombs. I guess it was kind of like like a bonus for selling $10 million. You might get some bombs or something. It's like a dinner mint, man. It was just like, hey, thanks for coming to chat with me. Here's this little thing. So they set a bomb in the wall right next to the door. You got to mention, though, there was like this scene where... Uh, Eastland, I think, or I don't remember who it was, happens on the screaming woman. Yeah, because a woman, and I think they just got done with the spanking contest because she was wearing a thong and high heels. She was wearing a thong and high heels, and I was like, that's interesting. And, yeah, they kill the guy right next to her, and she starts screaming, and then Gil just puts his hand over her mouth and goes, shut up, bitch. Oh, it was Gil. Okay. Yeah. But what I loved about this scene was the creepy shot they had of Walken on a staircase half covered in darkness, and then he just fades into it after like doing a little shoosh. Right. They were so... I don't believe Walken was on the set with any of these people. I think he just did a bunch of reaction shots, and they just threw it in. Yeah. There's tons of fucking Samurai Cop reaction shots from Walken Seems throughout like the movie. Seems like this definitely sell me on that uh, idea there. So Eastland knocks on the door, Candy Graham, and I didn't order any candy. <laughs> Shoots right through the door. And then you think they'll just go through the door. No. The bomb goes off, sh- blasts a hole right next to the door. So Carlton or Dalton, Carl Dalton, <laughs> Carl Dalton goes in through there. Steve James kicks the door in half. It splits at the <laughs> middle. He jumps in there, and this is we see Luis Guzman. He's just he's got like a hobo barrel where he's just chopping up the crack like a fucking uh, what's that uh, Benny Hanna. He's just got oh like, hibachi. He's like flicking them into people's yeah. crack pipes and shit. Hibachi grill. He's right. shooting sake into mouths and everything. He's got a couple other boys in the room with him. They immediately get killed, and he he plays it cool. He's just like, "What are you guys doing here? We're here for your." Illegal drug trade, you, you scum. He's like, he's like, you killed all my friends. Gil, of course, is a cop, so he's like, right. you've been dealing drugs to eight-year-olds. He's like, you see any eight-year-olds here? I sell it. I'm a legitimate businessman. I sell it to people who want it. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? Work at McDonald's for three dollars an hour? Look at this shit. You killed like a twenty-nine people. Who came to me because, yes, they're not going to go to work at McDonald's for three seventy-five an hour. They work for me for 200 bucks a day. But the eight-year-olds, do you see them fucking eight-year-olds down there? I see. They're scum. New Jersey Brian Last <laughs> scum down there. 
They deserve it. And they're kind of like changing the mind of our crew. He's like, right. He's like, I just get the table. Dri-. He said, I, I think you would say table scraps. He says table drippings. He said drippings. Which, which makes it even grosser. Yeah, Guzman does a great job. I feel like that was his own touch to this. You need to go get choke on body. Like, what are you coming at me for? Some of my table drippings? Go see John Gambati <laughs> if you want some real fucking drip. And he's like, you know what? Kill me. Do it. I dare you. Right. Put me on my fucking misery. Look at this shit. Look at the hellhole I live in. We New forgot, Jersey. We forgot to point out that he's wearing an army jacket. Right. And then McBain goes, where'd you get that cool jacket? Same place you did, motherfucker. Put the bullet in my brain. And then uh, McBain just grabs a hat. I think it was like Stan. A hat and glasses off a dead yeah, guy. Yeah. It was like a Panama hat. Yeah. Panama. And then he just... Walks off because he got told the real deal by fucking Guzman. He didn't even think about it. So where do we go? We need to go to John Gambati, (laughs) which I guess was supposed to be John Gotti. But I did like that he called him Gambati. I like it. Because it's like Goomba with Gotti. I know. I like it. That's that really works. So he like you like you pointed out, he's got the fucking Ric Flair suits on. I think Ric Flair was there with him. The Four Horsemen and Gambati are out there. J.J. Dillon just in the background with his glasses. I wanted to write this in the notes as coming out of a fancy restaurant, but I had the screen pause, and it was like the pig and stuff. Yeah, they had a statue of a of, of a bull, like a cow, on the like awning, the roof of the awning. Yeah, which I guess must be a, a mafia thing. So I remember Tony Soprano, the place they would hang out, like they would hang. Their cover was like a butcher shop, and oh. they had a pig statue. Oh, okay. maybe that's a New York Italian thing. I maybe don't know. little so Italy thing. They're playing off some. They, I guess it lets you know what they specialize in. Cause this must have been a steakhouse or something. Okay, they had a cow. So the guy's coming out. Hey, I just had a real good fucking dinner here, Gabano. And then we remember this is James Glickenhouse, the you know the writer and director of the Exterminator. So we gotta have a garbage truck. Gotta have a garbage truck. In so there. our boys steal a garbage truck to slam into fucking Gambati's car. He Gambati was in his car because he's got a limo service and everything. He's a mob leader, a drug guy after all. Slams into it. We got hell breaking loose. We got walking, throwing punches, which look as devastating as it sounds, <laughs> or as awkward. Yep. And then we cut to next day. We see we're on like a skyscraper. And John Gambati is like in a seat hanging from a crane. Like right over the 100 feet in the air. I'm glad you put a little bit more context into this. Because this was a tough scene. It's a great scene. It's a tough scene for me to figure out. Well, this is where they're going to uh, They need the 10 million. They need 10 mil. So, they, we, so it's all our boys. Uh... So he's hanging by a rope, and we see uh, Eastland has a torch, and he's just, like, charring the rope a little. And then, like you said, uh, Walken. Uh, Walken, McBain, we should, we should call it, the, the movie's called we McBain. We probably should. Sakes. He's got his Panama hat on in his shades, and he they pretend to be, like, their, like Israeli Mossad. Oh, is that what was happening? Yes, because he keeps mentioning Munich. He's like, you know what happened in Munich? Oh, and that's why in a minute here he's like, oh, you Jews. Yeah, he's like, some of my best accountants are Jews. I love your people. You can't call me anti-Semitic. I employ some of y'all. Right. And he's like, well, I would hate for something to happen to you. But you know, Munich, Munich. He's like, he's saying Munich all the time, right. hammering that home. Right. Because, you know, we take care of people 
It's crossroads. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and it's like, I know about you and your family. And if I'd, 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 it would be horrible if something happened to them. I know about you. I know about your wife and your children and your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And your brother stealing from your you. brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, excuse me. And then he's like, I knew that guy did it. How did you know? And he's just like, look, all we want is $10 million in a Swiss bank account. And unless you want to start attending a lot of funerals, you'll go ahead and deposit it. That funeral, by the way, includes your own. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, it'll, 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 like, somehow it happens. He's just like, yeah. And, and like, they leave him up there. Like, how is he supposed to make sure you get your fucking money if you're going to leave him stranded on a fucking hanging over a precipice? They must have let somebody So they know. walk out, and Gil is like, goes to the east, and he's like, how did you know about that brother-in-law? And he's like, everybody's brother-in-law is fucking them over. And then for the plot of this movie, somebody goes, what do we do now? Well, they got tra- they're trafficking drugs to Jamaica. Let's go steal a plane in Jamaica. Right. Get some ganja. Literally just have a quick cut of them killing people, shooting down a... There's an airstrip. In- this is the where Escobar funnels his shit. He goes from Colombia to Jamaica to America. So that's like the mid midpoint. So yeah, so since these people, we don't. They could be people just work at a fucking airport. They have no idea. Murder everybody. They right. fucking get a rocket and shoot the fucking air. Tra- Eastland literally does yeah. that with his WrestleMania hat backwards <laughs> to show he means business. Right. Oh, if only uh, uh, Steve James were in over the top. He would no, it wouldn't be believable because who's gonna fucking beat Steve James in arm right. wrestling? Guy? Well, he would be the guy who inspires uh, uh, what's his name to win Stallone because he got cheated. Steve James did. Well, that would be over the top three where he teaches him the eye of the t- eye of the the wrist of the tiger. Wrist of the tiger. How did we never get a second over the top? Because it bombed horribly. Christina, by the way, inspiring her whole rebel village. Yeah, because remember they have to make sure that that. LZ, whatever that stands for, is, I can't figure it out. Is is cool? So okay, our boys have a plane now. Maybe it's a strip club. They have they they steal one of the drug planes. It's just a little like pond hopper kind of thing. And uh, Dalton is the, the pilot, of course. And he, like we should point out earlier, he's rusty. like, is he a little rusty? It's been eighteen years. It's not flying. Apparently, isn't like riding a bicycle because he needs to read the manual, right? And he's like, oh shit is. That's what you do? Is that how you get in the air? He's literally firing up the plane. It's starting to roll around a little bit. And we've got a little bit of B-team humor going on here because Eastman, because in the A-team, the black guy was afraid of flying. So, of course, Eastland is a little bit afraid of this. Yeah, he's like, he's like, huh, do you think we weigh as much as all the cocaine we threw out? Because they have to have the proper weight to get right. take off. And he's like, how much do you weigh, Eastland? He's like, yeah, Steve James is doing a great job acting terrified. By the way, yeah, he's like, uh, "Why do you need to know that?" Well, no, no, no reason, you know. 
You were so busy. Again, this is the shot that re- made me realize he had a goatee. And Murray is so busy watching Steve James' eyes just act their ass off. Yeah. The eyes of the ass. Ass of the it was eyes. mesmerizing. You were so drawn in, you didn't even realize the goatee. Oh, I didn't want to believe. So there was the weight it's thing. It's like seeing Fred Williamson with a goatee. Yeah. You don't exactly. want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Shokazugi with a goatee. <laughs> I don't think he can grow one. <laughs> I forget who it was. I think he had a goatee in his white face. No, he had the mustache. No. Pedro Pascal. We watched something where I said it was very... Oh, it was Kane Kazugi with the goatee. Yeah. Uh, the other bit was Eastman being worried because he's like, when's Eastland. the last... Eastland? Eastland. Eastland. Excuse yeah. me. Said Eastland. Eastland. I did. I did yeah. twice now in yeah. like the last well, two don't minutes. Don't worry because in my notes I wrote Eastman, so... Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I was like, Eastland? You get that wrong, I look it up. Fuck, you got it right. <laughs> uh, Eastland's other concern was, when was the last time you fly, flown, Dalton? Oh, 18 years ago. It's like riding a bike! Yeah, back when we were in Nam. And then they take off. It's like, well, what do you know? We got the right proper weight balance. It's fun. War is fun. Frank, by the way, he's... Uh... So they, 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 yeah... Oh yeah, they yeah, land in. Yeah, we forgot before they took off. Yeah. They meet up with Frank because Frank has his 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 little Kinjatashi case. It has a satellite receiver in it, and he's just like, "All right, I got all your info you needed. I can I can tap into any satellite if it's above us. I can tap into it." Right. He's got a dot matrix printout of their landing strip in Colombia that the drug lords use, so that's their target. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" He's like, "Yeah, I fucking know." How did you get this? I'm glad you asked. He brought out a briefcase. It's got a keyboard in it and a picture of... <laughs> and a, a little satellite dish, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had a remote satellite dish. He said, with the right software, I can hack into any satellite in the sky. I can get you guys anything I want. And the guys are like, oh, man, this is going to be so fucking cool for our mission. You just see Ironside in the background looking jealous. And, oh, my God, jealousy does not look good on Michael Ironside. We're used to seeing him look upset and angry all the time. We're seeing him look... Sad. Sad. A little shattered. And he's like, guys, little bottom lip quivering, can I come with you? <gasps> Fuck yeah, you can! Yeah! Zula. So then we get the scene where he's like, they take off and all that shit. All right. Now they're entering Colombian airspace. Frank has a little Colombian jet fuzzbuster. That he puts on before he, he's like, I'm gonna take a nap, but before I do that, beep boop boop, puts the fuck. Everything looked the same. His bombs looked like that. His fuzzbuster. <laughs> it was just this little fucking beeper there. Yeah, it was exactly. My dad had uh, a fence opener for his curb pump and supply job, where you know he'd click the button and it would open the fence for him. That's what this looked like. And yes, when I was eight, I would always go, Oh, I'm arming the bomb and shit, because I watched all these movies, you know. That's what the shit was. And I love this because everyone's looking at him because he's playing with all these computer gadgets and placing them everywhere. And he's always just like shrugging at them. I love, love. See, again, why Walken didn't give a shit to show up for this movie. Right. He's not going to outdo Ironside and he's never going to outdo Steve James. So, yeah, he puts his little fuzzbuster on, takes a nap. He, gotta be, he wants to be fresh for when all the health breaks loose. So on the ground, Christina and her army are attacking the airstrip slash cocaine refinery, which apparently, oh I, my I don't God. know much about drugs, but apparently you make cocaine the same way you make wine. You put it in a, you put it in a uh, giant tub and you smash it with your feet. Guys, if you watch this movie, make sure to pay close attention to this part because the first time I did it for the notes, I missed this. 
Literally just people. Some people are just like rinsing it with their hand and raising it like, you know, doctors do when they're, they're cleaning hanging their hands. on a clothesline. They're hanging, they're hanging plants on clotheslines. You've got people squashing it like you were saying. It's all over the place. Glickenhaus is just like, I don't know how coca works. Uh, just do all it of It was this. funny, though, how he did it because they have that tub, that vat where they're stomping it, and they see a little spigot and powder is just coming out of it. All you need to do is stomp on coca leaves. <laughs> Water, plant material, powder is the extract that comes and I, out of that. I love how, okay. It gets better, everybody. There's all these, like, guard towers and, like, rooms. It's like fucking Gilligan's Island. Like, 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 like literally, they couldn't make anything out of wood. It's out of, like, fucking bamboo, which there's no fucking bamboo in fucking uh, Colombia that I know of. I don't know. I feel like there might be. And, and it's like, Really? Like, even the Dirty Dozen in the middle of fucking Germany made wooden fucking houses for themselves. Right. It's going to be like goddamn Gilligan Island huts. It's so silly, too, because apparently whatever liquid they were extracting the cocaine and, you know, working the coca plants with was flammable as fuck. Because we see Christina and the rebel forces come up and they're throwing, like, Molotov cocktails in. And it seemed like they ignited the coca... Well, everything's structures. Everything's a hut. It's not even like you know. Like, well, yeah, I understand the hut. Like even the fucking the drug factory is made out of bamboo and fucking just grass. Yeah, I don't know. a corn silo made of corn. And so they're taking care of business. They're but they're getting shot. Did you see the scene where the guy? There's a guard with a machine gun up in a tower. A guy gets comes up, throws him out. And you can clearly see the mattress, the guy, like an air mattress he lands on. He's like covered with dirt. And he's Jericho just fucking, did the stunt. Yeah. Crashed oh, out. and I, for, I, I forgot to point out back at the drug house, we were talking about delayed reactions. A guy gets shot, squib goes off, and then he gets yanked out of the window. He's supposed to be like the, like the shots blowing him out the window. Oh. But it, was like a, it was like a half second too late. There is some really awkward, like there was moments where when I, when I was doing the notes where I was like, did that? Like, I did a double take, but I was like, I got to There was going. tons of awkward, like, late guys getting yanked out. Yeah. Of it, you know. You just got to keep moving for these movies, though. I try to pick this shit up the second time, but I still miss that. So, yeah, they're they're just blowing shit up, making sure that LZ ain't hot. We got action scenes happening. Like you said, this was a canon budget, so you do have to have stuff explode. But we also have to go up to the skies because we know our boys are coming in. Right. And then the fucking, uh, the, the fuzz buster goes off. Generally, and then Frank's like, "Oh, we got we got some trouble, boys." Because okay, all right, this can get confusing. So I'm gonna set the scene up. We have our boys in Red Dog One. That's McBain's yeah. plane. We have the 747 that has the ten million dollars worth of Stinger missiles being escorted by Red Dog Two, okay. which is like a little fighter jet with like orange paint on it. Right. All right. So uh, they get they get a call from a Red Dog too, and he's like, "Hey, you guys just entered fucking Columbia airspace. They set three F-14s, F fives after you, or if you're Top Gun, Migs." Yes. And what what I did like about the scene though, they made sure Red Dog Two was orange, so it stood out. Yes, it hundred percent. Unlike stood what, out. which one was it, Iron Eagle or Top Gun, where all the jets looked the same, and we couldn't tell what I was happening. I thought it was both of them. So I liked what the the little touch they did by making clearly identifiable planes. Yeah, I think Iron Eagle being a lower budget movie obviously had the bigger problem. They didn't even like put a flag on the enemy planes. So, um, 
McBain's like, or like uh, Frank's telling McBain, yeah, this I got this kid's pilot. He was his dad was in Vietnam. He 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 was eager to help us out. And McBain's like, I want to talk to this kid. So this kid who's just escorting the plane, he starts talking to, him, hey, I hear your daddy was in Vietnam. What division? Hundred first Airborne, sir. Amazing. I knew all of a hundred first Airborne. They were good guys. Your dad, he liked the spaghettios and the ravioli. He did too, sir. Franco America. So what I would like to ask you. With your life. With your life. (laughs) Take all these three planes out by yourself. I can do that, sir. Takes off, leaves the 747, goes to follow our boys back on the ground. Rebels, they're they're trying to secure these gun towers, but there's reinforcements coming and tanks. Yeah, and they shit. they've secured the gun towers. They've got their own people up there now using the gun towers. But we've got all the Colombian armor reinforcements just pouring in. So this this LZ is still pretty hot. Yeah, oh, oh, whatever that means. I mean, it's literally on fire. Is it a- Alex Anzalone? There's an LZ in that. It's Glenn Anzalone, aka Glenn Danzig. Well, yeah, and then our linebacker. One of the F, because uh, there's three of these F5s, one peels off to just see what the fuck's going on with Red Dog 1. So he just pulls up alongside it, and he's just like, all right, hey, you're in you're in internet, you're in Colombian oh. uh, airspace. Land, we want to see what the fuck you're doing. Carl has got his headset. He's just pointing to it like, this isn't working. You know, make international sign of not working, just pointing at it. Right, right, right. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. This is the greatest scene ever, Murray. McBain pulls out a gun, shoots across fucking Carl, who's flying the fucking plane. Somehow it doesn't depressurize the plane at all. I guess they're flying so low, it doesn't matter. Shoots through it, hits the fucking guy driving the jet, and the jet just barrel rolls and crashes. Friend, you need to ask yourself, do I feel lucky? He did a dirty Harry. Do you? I feel lucky. <laughs> it was perfect. And so, okay, and so now. Now Red Dog 2's left, which is yeah. two planes to eliminate. Right. But we get a bit of a dogfight happening here. Yeah, the, the two jets fucking see their buddy crash. They're yeah. like, fuck. So they're going to attack Red Dog 1. Red Dog 2 finally shows up. Right. So okay. they attack Red Dog 2. They fire two missiles at Red Dog 2. So Red Dog 2, we see him do the whole... You don't... Pull get, up! Pull up! Exactly. You don't get to do a whole lot with planes and movies. So it's just pull up, don't, don't pass, pass out. out. Don't pass out. Because the G-Force, of course, right. is incredible. He's in the stratosphere at this point. He does have a little hamster companion who's not bothered at all. Yeah. Well, he does have... He has the mask on, the oxygen mask. He's doing pretty good. That too, yeah. And then, yeah, he just... Just as the missiles are about to hit him, he just turns a little, and they go yeah. right past them. Right. And you literally have Red Dog 2 saying to himself, don't pass out, don't pass just in case the audience doesn't know what's happening. We so, don't know what an LZ is. We didn't know right. he was going to pass out. So now the two Jets are lining up their shots with Red Dog 1, our boys playing. But now, right from behind him, from hell from above, hell from comes above. Red Dog 2, and he just fucking unloads on the Jets, blows Just uses them up. his machine gun fire. Yeah. He doesn't even have to waste a missile on them. Stinger missiles, which are very expensive. All right, so now we're back on the ground. Our boys, our, our boys and girl, Christine, they're like trapped on the beach because the reinforcements had come until one brave young boy makes the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, we see that the army has brought their tanks along. How are we going to fight tanks? We barely have any arms to fight anybody. So it's looking dire. 
young boy with a, uh, this, a heart and a grenade runs up on the grenade, throws it down the barrel, blows up. I love. Did you love how the dummy was still hanging on the fucking end of the? That fucking was tank? Per- no. I love that little <laughs> touch to it, and I love that the kid after he dunked the grenade into the nozzle of the you know the tank shooter shoot part. He did the Jordan tongue out. He's, he, and he said nothing but net. Nothing but net. And then it just blew I liked up. it. I liked it. So they've got the LZ. It's cold. It's cold, Griff. That's right. Red Dog 2 comes over. He's just raining bombs. He's raining hell on all the fucking uh, 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 Colombian army and everything. So our rebels... They've got it. The LZ is contained. The LZ is contained. We see the rebels cheering their ass. LZ, this Lizzo. It could be lit. We brought it back around. <laughs> we actually did it. Going on. So our boys, Red Dog One lands first, then the seven forty seven, and then Red Dog Two lands in. Christina's watching you can it. From see, her it's like oh. playing Top Gun video game. Go up, down, speed up, slow down. Perfect landing. Perfect landing. It's like riding a bike. So now the uh, boys and Christina meet up. They fucking salute Red Dog too. This young, fresh-faced young man. Probably first combat he's ever seen. McMahon, of course, wants to introduce himself. And he's like, all right, now we're going to get you out of here. But, of course, this kid's like, no. I just had my murder cherry popped. I have to complete the mission, sir. I have to complete something. Mission not completed. Yeah. You got to let me stay and help. Well, I guess I could let you stay and help. So McBain is just going to be doling everybody out. You, arm your plane. Leak the mi- gas. Do you have he- enough fuel to go up there? Because there's th- there's like two more like jets yeah. that the uh, Columbia Army has. It's like, no, sir. I've, I don't have enough to- for combat. All right. They go in there. So the plan is they're going to lure these jets by I don't know what heat-seeking missiles. So it's light the jet on fire. So it's drawn to that, I guess. Well, he didn't light the jet on fire. I think he he I thought he, what he, he did. said he turned off his jammer, his radar jammer. Oh, so I guess they picked up, but it's on the ground. Who fucking gives a shit? Right, but it was can th- radar pick up shit on the ground? I don't know, Jack. <laughs> Can you help us with LZ and this question as well? So, if you're listening, if you're listening, so uh, yeah, so this is another great scene where they get they got the state of the art Stinger missiles, right? These things have batteries to them; they're so fucking gigantic. But as we all know, Murray, you have great armoires full of great you know figures and collectibles from all over the world. But you just can't put them together by looking at all the pieces. You need to read the manual. And so we have Carl, Carl D- Dalton. It, no, yeah, what's his Dalton name? reading the manuals? Right, and we have we have Eastland and Gill putting the stingers together because they did. You got to pay if you want them to get. It's like IKEA. You got to pay extra. Exactly. For fucking, exactly. I hope they're not IKEA directions because they'd really be fucked. But because they even have that fucking little Allen wrench yep. thing they're using, and they're putting on the fucking spray shield, they're putting on everything, putting you, stickers on. You and have shit. yeah, stickers because <laughs> speed, of course, speed stickers. Uh, I love this because you get looks at uh, Steve James' face as he's like, "What?" Yeah, he's like, "All right, now here, step three: plug into battery. Wait, wait until light flashes." And they're like, 
And then they, and they're like, all right, we got it. We're ready. And they line up to see these two jets coming. And then like, it ain't working. What the fuck? And he's like, well, did you put the, uh, did you flick the on switch? Fuck. On switch. So they flick the on switch. Boom. They blow up the two fucking jets. Because the two jets were busy shooting down the landed yeah. plane. So the distraction worked exactly how McBain thought. This is why he's lieutenant, everybody. The boys, Christina, they all get together. It's all fun. They won the right. day they, they well, got You, you want to remember the day you liberated a country, don't that, you? That's right. So you bring the camcorder. So Frank rolls up with a new car right. and new clothes, and everybody's wearing new clothes now. And they're like, how did you get that? It's like, amazing what a gold car can get you, buddy. That's right. And then they're like, hey, guys, we need to commemorate this beautiful moment. There's like charred body parts everywhere. And like, beautiful moment. And then, like, like Red Dog Two, like I don't think he had he didn't he didn't have a name, did he? I just I him, didn't I just catch call, his name. I just called him RD Two. Yeah, I put him on there as RD Two or R Dog Two. And he's like, he's filming, and then he's like, Oh, what are you doing? Get in the picture with us. And then so they like so McBain just grabs it. He's holding it. The first selfie. And he's like, We're like the dirty half dozen here. Oh, they're literally wearing beachwear shit. They just murdered so many people. Beachwear. Yeah. Gotta get your tan, dude. That's right. Now we're cutting back to the U.S. president, not Presidente. Getting ready for a press conference. You see, they got a little gag where he's trying to do a bow tie. And Can't he's like, do it. And he's like, fuck it. And this grabs the clip on. And then the guy walks in on him. He's like, you look great, Mr. President. Press he, conference. The media's waiting for you. The liberal media's waiting for you. Five minutes with the liberal media. Why don't you toss me out to the fuck pen or something? Because this sucks hate this shit gets out there u.s is accused of attempting to overthrow colombia so uh, uh you actually got this wrong but it i mean it's not that bad but another country like a neighboring country is is accusing america of doing this and they're, they're was that the reporter asking him? yes yeah and they're like saying like he's threatening to take over the embassy in their country right and, and, and he's like and it's then, like, it's then, like modern day Russian And then the president, he just like smirks and you just see his hands raised up with the wrist crossed. He's like, we didn't do anything. Our hands are tied. That's right. And then you can't, what can you say to that? You're just like, you have to accept it. Right. Word on the street is five Americans went over and are winning Colombia all by themselves. Hands are tied. I didn't know. And about. he's like, well, that's, that makes sense that five Americans, Americans, that is, could take over a country. So they don't need us. Inside. So somebody points out, well, they've been taking hostages in Colombia. They're going to go to the U.S. embassy and they're going to fucking murder those people. Well, I didn't want them to know if they hurt a single American hu- human citizen, unless it's Jamal Khashoggi, we will get action. We will murder everybody. So he's showing what a badass he is. That's right. Cut to Escobar. We see a guy... Hanging from a, a, a ceiling fan, very powerful ceiling fan. This is the most powerful ceiling fan that it can in hold history. a guy that's like about 170 pounds. He's yeah. beating the guy with a bat because this was a guy who was in charge of the airstrip. Yeah, and he makes a nice Babe Ruth reference, everybody. And you think fucking Escobar's an oily, greasy motherfucker? Wait till you see these this Euro trash that rolls in. Ooh. Guy named Hans. Thankfully. Not Eastern European. They're like German. Yeah. His name was Hans. Yeah, Munich Good. probably. And yeah, that's a connection. And he like so there's like this big blonde haired Nazi looking motherfucker and this Slick little back. 
hard yeah. slick, this conditioned. Very well conditioned, and this little weaselly dude. Like Lenny and Squiggy of drug dealers. Yes. And we see they're, they're running the show. It ain't fucking Escobar. He's a puppet leader. And they're like, what's going on with this guy? And he, Turns out he was like supposed to be the captain of the encampment that got overrun. Yeah. And so I, and he's like, I took Babe to him, and he points to the yeah, bat. the bat, Babe Ruth, everybody, yeah. baseball. So you know, the, the Hans is just like, you know, failure is not about ignorance. Failure is a crime. No, he says ignorance is not a crime. Okay, failure is a crime. Rips the guy from the <laughs> ceiling fan. <laughs> Throws like a 20-pound ceiling fan off the balcony, which drags the guy, throws the guy off. That, that's, that's, 20 pounds are pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. <laughs> I, I loved it, though. I was like, who's his hands guy? I like him. And so now we sit down, and the president's throwing a whole fucking uh, – it sounds relevant or uh, relatable to a certain former president. Well, he's not. He's like saying, don't worry. I got it under control. I'm not worried about Americans. Yeah, the, the Americans are under my thumb. Like, they're so afraid of me. I, I have all the leverage here. I had a perfect call with them. And he's just like, that's when America is at its most dangerous, when it feels threatened. America is the most powerful people in the world. No, Mark, you got to say the whole quote there. I don't, it makes no sense. Bottega, no, what I Bottega's the town. I forget what this guy's name was. He goes, no, because the president's bragging about his power and how he has control of the army. He's like, no, America is the most powerless, powerful people in the world. So it what it what he's trying to say because he does he does try to explain it is that they can't do anything unless provoked. We never take the first action. Which would be the good guys? Which is of course very false. But that's what he's saying is you set yourself up for disaster. So Escobar is throwing a tantrum because he had he's got the fucking risk board laid out like how he's gonna do everything right and they're like. I don't even know this Squiggy I'm going to call him because he didn't have a fucking name, I don't think. He's like, no, Hans is in charge of this fucking thing now. Right. And he's like, I could fucking have you taken out. I'm the president. He's like, yeah, I heard that from the last guy yeah. he was president. I control the army. You know, that's funny. That's what the last presidente said. In his big white building in the middle of a cemetery. Right. I go visit and give him flowers every week. Would you like me to visit and give you flowers every week? Kenny Omega would. Sit on it, Presidente. All right, so now Hans, he gets into a chopper, flies out to that little village where Christina and her people hang out, obliterates it, fucking carpet Again, bombs it. Rice patty. I didn't know what was happening here. So now, you know. Our crew roll up. The smiles have faded. They've lost their smiles. We see someone's like, a little girl's ribs were crushed. Her lungs have collapsed. So Dalton, he's a doctor, remember? See, he's like, fuck, I'd like to help, but what? we got to get her a hospital. Yeah, there's no sterilized equipment here. There's no chance she would live, even <laughs> if I helped her. I love walking. Why? He's like, go for it. She's going to die anyway. See what happens. Have some fun. Well, how am I supposed to cut into a hair? I sanitize my knife myself. He pulls out a jackknife. He's like, switchblade. Well, I need an apparatus to blow air into her lung, and then... 
Uh, Frank turns to Gil, or no, it was uh, our raw, raw dog, yeah, a red dog. <laughs> I like raw dog better. Raw dog, like, has a pen because he's a nerd and his, yeah. he pulls it out. So, like, okay, I guess. I mean, I get it. It's, I mean, I've I've actually had a collapsed lung, so it's yeah. a similar thing. They just make an incision. But here's the bullshit, though. <laughs> Please, she, her. She has crushed ribs. Yeah, crushed. Okay, that's, that's why. So the ribs have been crushed. That's why they're puncturing her lungs. Yes. What do you do about that? Right. How do you remove the ribs from her lungs? You yeah. can inflate them and they will get yeah. crushed into her ribs again. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's silly. Glickenhauser. It's bullshit. silly. They try to do MacGyver shit. It worked, but it's not going to work. And then there's this we get a reaction shot of McBay like, wow, what do you know? It worked. So she'll probably the, die of an infection, but she, she can breathe. <laughs> we got to get everything rolling around, rolling along here. So McBain, he's got to go continue the mission and everything. But Dalton wants to stick around. He's like, I can help these people for right. a little while, and he's like, Great, you can do that. But I need you to meet up with Christina, Christina, and Eastland. They're gonna be over X, Y, and Z. They kind of whisper it to us. Some place called Talima. Yeah. And you just continue after, like, as soon as you're done helping these people. So they, you need, you need to have some lunch, man. You know, it's, it's siesta time. Right. Taco time. Katinas. It's, it is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. And it's Taco Tuesday everywhere. That's right. Not just America. So they head down to the little, like, I guess the downtown area. We see an old guy selling clippings of from porno mags and shit. I loved it. I yeah. haven't thought about that since what... Enter King the, of King enter, Boxers? Enter the Ninja. Enter the Ninja? Yeah. Oh, God. Lucrative pornography sale. It's hard to get porn in these little podunk towns. That's right. They don't have internet service because right. of the mountains. Right. So we there's there's like a, just an old guy enjoying his fucking fish taco, and then a, a, a guard comes up with a wanted poster. Full military garb and everything. Of Christina. He's like, hey, buddy. You ever see this chick anywhere, you know? $1,000 would buy you a lot of beers and little porno snippets. And he's just like, fuck your beers and porno snippets. I'll fucking break your back and make you humble. Hey, it's not about me. It's about Presidente. Your Presidente is shit. And then a guy starts whipping the shit out of him. And that guy was selling like Ricky Steamboat. It was fucking beautiful. You loved it. I loved it. And our boys are like at the, t- at the table over there, like next door. And they're like, ooh, they're keeping a low profile. Table full of white guys doesn't look strange at all. Not in this, strange like, at in all. this podunk village. Everybody wearing rags. They are in Tommy <laughs> Bahama hats, sunglasses, ponytails, looking <laughs> like fucking, oh my God, Scrooge McDuck. And so we get this nice, coy little play by uh, Frank because, of course, he's the gadget man. So he's walking by. He's offended by this man getting roughed up for his comments about El Presidente. So he oh, yeah. fixes a little device to the bottom of the Jeep. Yeah. They drive off, and we just see an explosion in the background. Yeah, that was a nice little shot. It was a good little shot. So now we cut. To, this is the mission. This is D-Day, where we're going to take over Bogota. Right. Uh, so we're like, what the fuck? Where are we? We're just on some compound. The front gate's open. There's constantly like, hey, we got to pick this lock. It's open. Right. Then they just slide the gate open. Eastland, Christina, and Dalton, are their mission is to go take over the uh, state TV. That's right. So they go to the the, like the one fucking network they have in, in Colombia. Right. To take it over. Again, front gates open, front doors open. They're doing the whole bit where it's like, how do we get it? 
just open. Just turn the knob. So they easily take over the network. Right. There's one guard here, and he's sleeping. Rest of the crew, McBain, Raw Dog. Frank just disappears. I don't know what Frank's up to. I don't know what Frank's up to. And they're, they're, they're going to, because apparently the whole plot, the whole plan, this is how you can take, people, take notes if you want to liberate a fascist dictatorship. As long as you take down the front gate of wherever the Presidente is living. It's over. It's over. They give up. It's over. So they need to get a big truck to do that. Right. And first they asked Mad Max, and he's like, I found a truck, you know, two down there, two miles down the road. He, his prices were too high. Yeah. They said, we can do this cheaper. So they, they get this truck, and then McBain has a moment with Raw Dog. He's like, look here. This bomb the fright gave me. It's an impact detonator. <laughs> I don't even. I did not understand this bomb at all. Okay, I understand the idea of an impact detonator. Why is there a clock on it then? I there's a clock on it. He's telling them if there's even a dip in the road, it could set this off. There's no dips in the road. Like, where's the tension here? It's I was such- kind of. I I was kind of like maybe dictatorship's good because there were no potholes in Bogota. Hey. All there's fucking took me an extra twenty minutes to get here. You guys should be fucking grateful. Right. Because of all the fucking road construction going on in Michigan right, right. now. Right. I don't know how we expect anybody to go into an office space five days a week with all the fucking construction. It's miserable, and I drive in off hours. So apparently, it's an impact. A detonator goes off on, upon impact, or if you do a countdown on it, a yes. one-minute countdown. Anyways, Christina, she's gained control of the TV broadcast, and she's cutting. She's sweating profusely. Right. A sweaty promo for all the world to see. This is being changed to how? every network. How were they like, I, you know what it is? Frank and his little fucking satellite. It had to be. It had to be. He's, Fra- tap, he's tapping into every satellite in the world. We were wondering where Frank was at. He got the software to tap into every international <laughs> pulls TV out network. a floppy disk, puts it in, immediate takeover. Murder.com. You, you see the... There's a fucking news network. This is straight out of like a Fox News. It was called United States like like network. I knew you were like, going to bring yeah, that up. Yep. Freedom, like let freedom yeah. reign or some shit. And he's like, huh, this looks interesting. I guess I, maybe I should show this to everybody. Right. So freedom like everybody wonder. in America is getting this feed. And then uh, Christina's like, do whatever you can do. To weaken this guy, cut the power, do anything, cut the water. Well, remember what we were talking about, the mixed messages of this movie. Obviously, this is a total blue-collar workers eat the rich message. Cut the power. Prove to them that we, the working class, run everything, not the other way around. Right. And so we actually do see in Colombia there is one guy with a lever who goes, she's right. <laughs> Literally. Turns, and there's it's like, one. It's like the electric chair lever. Yeah. He just pulls it. There's 100 different buttons, but there's one red one. And he goes, boop. And then all the power from Bogota is cut, except for El Presidente's. He was smart enough to have generators. He's, yeah. Or his own electrical circuit. So we see, like, yeah, we see a scene of, like, all the lights going out in Bogota. And then the drug dealers, they're taking off, they're jumping in a tank. They're pussying out. They're leaving right. El Presidente. Because they're like, they've already, like, they're like. We're talking about Hans and uh, yeah, Sweaty Hans guy. and Franz. Hans and Franz. And they're like, game over. They took cut the power. We're getting the fuck out of here. We're right. moving on. They're just bailing on Escobar. We go back to our boys, uh, McBain and, do you notice, and Raw Dog. Like, they must have been just some hosts because their women wanted to go with them. Like, no, you don't go. Bitches, <laughs> leave. leave. 
Our boys, McBain and Raw Dog, uh, now that the power's all been cut, thankfully they have one of those dot matrix printouts of the town and everything. <laughs> and McBain knows his cardinal direction, so he's like, turn right here. Uh, that would Not that right, my right. <laughs> my right. He's turned the other way. <laughs> they're facing different directions. Uh, so they're just going along, figuring Stage out. Stage right. And we see them, like you said. We well, he see, was saying port and starboard, too, which yeah. confuses the fuck out of me. It was all too. over the place. <laughs> he just wanted to show his uh, military prowess. So, we, like you said, we already saw the drug dealers, Hans and Franz, leave. And then we see McBain and Raw Dog, they're approaching the gate. And Christina told everybody, go to Bottega. Revolt. Bogota, not Bottega. <laughs> go to Bogota. You're, you're combining Bodega <laughs> and Bogota. Yes, I am. <laughs> and Rutabaga, maybe. <laughs> Rutabodega. Uh, but uh, Rutabaga is going Michigan pasties, though, so that's cool. Okay. Um, and so they have a... They arm the bomb by pulling a string on it. It's a string. It's a metal device with a string. And then the countdown starts going down. And I'm I'm like, okay. It's weird to me that it started at 8,000... Wait, 80,085 seconds. Got All right, to, that's boobs. Sure. Well, you, well, you don't need... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Frank. <laughs> So, <laughs> you get a bunch of guys together and just turns into fucking potty humor. But so they're like they're driving. I, I didn't get this scene. We we needed we needed somebody to die. We didn't want our guys, our five guys, to die. Right. So he's like, get out of the car. It's like if I fucking let go of the steering wheel, it's just gonna drive off to the side and kill the protesters. So I actually agree with them on this one. And it's like, whatever. And then the game just jumps out of the fucking truck. Walken's reaction to that is, whatever. (laughs) My plan wasn't fucking superfluous. It was actually kind of flawed. Do you want to point out what McBain's wearing while they're doing the... Jesus Christ. You know, guys, we talk about it. We hate it all the time. You know, you have John Week wearing suits. Everybody's wearing suits. But most movies now, you have people in, like, camo pants, uh, cargo camo pants, uh, tactical Fatigue, boots, yeah. SWAT gear, a fucking grenade belt. Christopher Walken is wearing a sweater with docker <laughs> pants, cinched up above, not quite John Claude level, but somewhere between. And then just dress shoes. This is how you revolt. This is how you overturn a government, overthrow a government. This is how you bring freedom. So. He dives out of the truck. Democracy wears Dockers. Raw Dog is just, he's just like, Allah Akbar, and goes in the gate. He gets shot up. The gate explodes because of the fucking bomb, because of the impact of the detonator. And then this is this is the plan. Okay, this is the dumbest fucking plan of all. All right, we set up a choke point for all our people. Go into that one section and just be shot down by the guards. And we watch as thousands of people with unarmed people. Unarmed even though we people. have we have ten million dollars worth of weaponry yep. in that seven forty seven, none of it handed out to these people. Yeah, they don't use a stinger to take out. There's one mounted gun mowing everybody. Down. Only our boys are allowed to use the stingers, right? And so they couldn't shoot the guy. They couldn't snipe the guy. They couldn't do anything to get this guy so he doesn't just mow down all these protesters with their idiota signs. Idiota signs. 
So they're just being mowed down to the point where one of the guards is like, shit, this isn't really fair. I think I'm going to quit doing this. He stops doing it, and a guy goes, no, murder them. Mm-hmm. And he turns to him, and he's like, I can't do it. So he gets shot in the head. But he gets shot, and then he comes back from the dead and shoots that guy. I thought somebody else came around and shot him. Know, but, but it was it was interesting to show like there was actually conflict between the military and shooting their brethren. Yeah. So McBain just saunters in the gay, like you you go there, I'll go here, and he then he hides behind the overturned red raw dog truck, meets up with Frank. Frank shows up, and they're just like. Great time, right? Right. The best. Let's do this. I need a few more stingers on the ASAP. So literally, he just walks through the front door. Like he's just like bullets are just missing him. Right. It's He's in the Matrix. He is Keanu Reeves now. We cut back. Guys, I'm sorry. We're cutting back to America. Because yeah. we, they're hearing about this. We all saw the TV broadcast yeah. of Remember, Christina. we said our hands are tied. We can't get involved militarily, but we can get involved financially. Right. So, um, uh, so fucking President Biden with his big-ass shit-eating grin on his face announces they're, we're going to create things called Ameribox, where our, our money will no longer be green. It will be red, white, and blue. This was kind of confusing I didn't understand. This. I didn't understand They're because the idea. To- I know. I, I get the idea, but it still makes no sense. Because okay, the idea is apparently they only deal in American money, the drug dealers. Okay. So if they want to launder their money or exchange it somehow, because it, it makes no sense. So <laughs> so the drug if you do the- that, of course, obviously, if you exchange more than ten grand, the IRS will investigate. Like, yeah. So that's the idea. Is supposed to be. How about going to any other fucking country and just change? Like, we gotta have American dollars. Like, I would. And even the bad guys point that out. They're laughing about it. So like. Good thing I exchange all my money for Swiss francs. Right. That was Hans and Franz. Is yeah. They get into a tank to get to the helicopter, and it just so happens, thanks, that's a great way to lead us through this movie again. Hans and Franz get accosted by Rebel. Yeah, Rebel. the Viet Cong, yeah. as you put in the notes. Fucked up. I <laughs> fucked up so hard there. I, I, don't, I, went, I took like a two-hour break from this movie, and I came back, and I was like, yeah, that's right. We're in Vietnam. So now Escobar, he's all by himself. He knows the gig is up. He's got a gun he's contemplating suicide McBain he's come on we gotta have McBain kill the guy he's walking through the fucking Presidente's house guys are like roughing up guards like hey be cool with him we already won we won it's okay no Mars and he comes up to Presidente's door and he listens in on it and he realizes I can't go through the front door so he gets up on like a chair and look because there's these like uh, like vents. He's looking through. He sees El Presidente about to eat that bull. He's like, "I gotta do this." So I don't remember. Do I? Am I remembering wrong? It looks like he's taking the vent off. He rips but the, it off. But but he, it's it's not a vent. It's literally like a window into the room. Yeah, that's all it is. Yet somehow it becomes a vent. So he's now in above, the middle. Yeah, he. Jumps through the ceiling and then blows away Escobar. Classic Glickenhaus plot hole. (laughs) Vent hole, we should call it. So, yeah, he crashes down. Presidente, quick to his draw, starts firing off rounds, you know, trying to hit. But he wasn't suspecting it. So it it turns out McBain gets the better shot, kills Presidente. Pulls out those two halves of the $100 bill. 
goes, you'll need this for a funeral, and tucks it into Escobar's fucking jacket. McBain, he walks out to that balcony we saw before where he ki- right. where Mc, uh, what's his name Escobar. Everybody's killed. ready to make McBain president for life, right. but he no, he understands freedom because he's American. He's got McBain's or not McBain Escobar's. Escobar's. Well, it is McBain's now. Yeah, he es- could because that's the international. If whoever wears the hat rules Colombia. Heavy is the hat that wears the crown. And it like you said, it is McBain's at this moment. Yeah, and he but he does he goes he goes to put it on. And then he just throws it off the balcony. Throws it off. Everybody cheering their asses off. And then a plane's coming up. And everybody... Well, no, choppers are coming up. Well, a plane is coming up, plane too. is coming up. Yeah. And everybody's still just cheering their asses off. Frank has got his fucking floppy disk in. He's like, we got company coming. Get those stingers ready. So we see uh, Gil and uh, Eastland preparing the fucking stingers again. Well, no, we see Frank and Gil because Eastland's on the plane. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the plane comes in. Because we're thinking it's more enemy aircraft, but no, it's the plane with Christina. Because they they just come back from the city where the TV network is, so they land. Gentleman that Steve James character is, he helps fucking Christina out of the plane. That's right. And fucking everybody's getting ready to sh- uh, the stingers to shoot these choppers, and then the choppers pull up. They're like, no, fuck it. Let freedom reign. These guys. War's over. Yeah. They got the message this time. And then uh, fucking Christina looks up with lovingly eyes of McBain on the balcony. And then we just fade with freedom. He licks his finger and flicks Freedom is back in charge. War is fun. War is hella fun. Hella fun. I like what you did there. I wonder what kind of hella fun we have in store for people next week. Well, Griff. You know, we do things in patterns. Even when we don't mean to do things in patterns, somehow it happens. And this was another one of those moments because last week we had Shokazugi. Okay. This week we had Steve James. Okay. I think I see a pattern of favorites of the G&G guys. And I want to keep that going. And I want next week, I want to talk about a guy who we love, but we've only done one, one and a half because he was a very small character in another movie, but only really one movie. Okay. And not only this, not only is it him, it's by a director who I think it's the best out of this actor. The director's name, Amir Shirvan. Oh, Jesus. The actor's name, Robert Zadar. The movie's name, Killing American Style. So we're going to keep, it's going to be G&G favorites all month long, I guess. Tune in next week for Killing American Style and keep it warm.